Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. Call me Danny Tanner. It's another full house tonight. You're on the Mark Order podcast. I'll be Danny Tanner. Uh, Kate's here. You can be Aunt Becky. That's that is uh, that is high esteem. Years from now, there will be a university scandal surrounding me, but I will take Aunt Becky. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Ryan. Could be Uncle Jesse. <clears throat> Need a mullet. I mean, you can work He's on that. You've got, Joey. you've got a town. few wigs. You've got a few wigs. You can get there. Uncle Joey's definitely uh, millionaire Matt Bowman tonight. What is he doing? Why Why you have to use my full name, man? I mean, it's out there, sir. Fave it, bro. Fave it. <clears throat> all right. Well, that barely faves it. <laughs> he puts it out there all the time. That is true. Slap me silly and call me Chris Rock. It's the Mark Order podcast. <laughs> you fucking hack. That's <laughs> the worst. The worst. I'm done. I'm out. Uh, see you, Matt. Um, see ya. Uh, the other joke that I heard, uh, I heard it on the radio. I'm not taking credit for it, and it was known to be a bad joke. Don't do it. <clears throat> I'm a big fan of the bonfire on Sirius XM with uh, Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. Crackle, crackle to anybody who listens. Uh, my favorite joke that I heard was, uh, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, Taylor Hawkins passed uh, last week. He lost his long uh, fight with Foo. <laughs> Kate got it. That was a good one. There you go. That was a good one. We have fun here. We do have fun here, fellas. Matt is just Matt. Before we came on the air, was full of piss and vinegar. And, there you go. That makes sense. You, you went with a hack joke and followed it up with a tragedy joke. You do a podcast with Kevin Garifo. That's I don't want to hear anything about you not being able to tolerate hack jokes. Okay, that's where Kevin and I connect. The the, the slap jokes are oof. They. They murdered that 20 minutes after it happened. They did. Dude, I, I was watching that in real time and I was like, what the fuck just what? happened? Because there's it's Sunday night. What else am I gonna watch? There's no I sports. Don't know on. Anything else? No sports on, and it's on for hours. I could sit back and not care about what's going on. Sure, you could put on fucking WWE and do the same thing. Well, I can't because I don't have the network. You don't uh, have the cock? No, don't have the cock. <laughs> Don't have the cock. I'm sorry um, to hear you don't have a cock. I no, I have for Mrs. Money. I have a cock, and I have proof of that. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't have the cock. One of uh, one of my friends at Fightful Fight Club says, uh, "Whatever." Everyone's like, "You're a virgin in your mom's basement." He's like, "Well, I have two kids, so I had sex at least twice." At the minimum. <laughs> at minimum. 
minimum, I had it two times, so no, I'm not. <laughs> now, uh, Schlong, you've been pretty silent over there in the four minutes since we started the show. Uh, I know the bit is terrible tag teams, but uh, I got to say, I have no qualms with the powers of pain there, buddy. So, actually, I'm going to leave them in focus right now while I'm out of focus because it's good for this conversation. I, not that I necessarily think they were a terrible tag team, but they're just one of those teams where, like, I see them and I laugh for some reason. Well, I mean, and I don't know why. This the the barbarians got like rabbit fur on his shoulders. Yeah. Well, the hold warlord's on. got a terrible hairdo. And then Mister Fuji's running the show. That's let's laughable. It is Fuji. '80s wrestling at its finest. <laughs> yeah, that's I guess why I can't like. For the time, they weren't considered like a joke team, but looking back, I'm just like I can't help but laugh. I have and they weren't, and they either. weren't elite. They weren't. Look at Mister Fuji. What a what a Look, fucking. You, ha- guy. you had to balance. There had to be an evil superpower team to go against demolition. Hence the powers of pain. Great, go. great heel turn by Fuji at Survivor Series. That's good. I should watch that. Fuji the Stooge. I've been meaning to hit you up for stuff to refresh my uh, my looking up list. It's not a, a, a five uh, five tag tag teams versus five tag teams is a lot to digest. Yeah. <laughs> 1988, 87, whenever that happened. A lot of humans. A lot of men just standing on the ring apron watching two dudes just wrestle. I mean. That that's happened in AEW a few times. <laughs> yeah, this was this, the, those original run of Survivor Series that were uh, they were unique. I guess I'd, I'd say like watch your mouth, don't say anything. Not, I think the best years were like ninety through like ninety five, ninety six of Survivor Series. Yeah, I, I mean, I think from the 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 original Survivor Series up until like. 97. I hate to say the screw job, but like the tournament in 98, I hate it because they mocked the Brett finish and the Gilberg. But what this isn't a WWF podcast. This is an AEW podcast. We're live on the rant. Hey, we're live on the rant. I the one person that. listening. They, you know what? They promoted it. So I That's said, good. You know, I guess I got to. It's WrestleMania week. So sure. Because we're talking all about WrestleMania. It's a big week for wrestling fans, Ant Money. I mean, I'm with you. I have not watched any wrestling since last Wednesday. I feel great. Oh, good. It's, there's you feel fresh? You, feel fresh? You, can't, you can't do it all. It's impossible. And then if you do try, you burn yourself out. And then it all just blends together and nothing really sticks out. And it's just not my cup of tea. I'm Are good where I'm at. excited for Super Card of Honor, though, man? I am excited for Super Card of Honor and the Impact uh, Multiverse uh, show Friday night. And that'll probably be the only two things I watch from uh, this week. Bucky. Yo, that Super Card of... <laughs> first of all, Super Card of Honor, I don't know why I thought it was Saturday. It is Friday. Yep. But that card is great. The World Championship Unification, Gresham versus Bandito. Banger. Uh, World Tag Team Championships, Briscoes versus the Top Guys, FTR, banger. Pure Championship, Josh Woods versus Wheeler Yuta, 
A lot of potential to be a banger. Interim Women's World Championship Mercedes Martinez versus Willow. Yep, sign me up. Then you get Swerve versus Alex Zane. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then Jay Lethal versus uh, Lee Moriarty. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great card. I'll plunk down money easy on that. Daniel Bryan yesing to all of that. What a great card. And they just announced Willow and Mercedes like yesterday. Well, because Deanna was supposed to be there, I think, and then is not. So. Uh, no, I mean, really like. I was going to say, Tony likes the MMA style of interim championships instead of number one contenders. Well, they have to have, well, Roxy left, right? So there's no. Deanna's the champ. Oh, it, wait, when did Deanna take the champ? Oh, that's right. It'd be Roxy, yes. yeah. Yes. I. Well, they seem to want to be keeping Deanna away from AEW programming. So I don't know what that's about. I don't know if it's an impact conflict or whatever, but it's. It's a little weird because I think there's a lot of people that would want to see her, but but whatevs. I'm very excited about that pay-per-view. I think that's going to be probably my favorite thing of the weekend. So that's exciting. That'll be fun. Yeah, it's a great way to get it started. Rampage Friday night too, but I wonder if they're going to kill their own ratings with this pay-per-view. So <clears throat> I'm sure they don't care. The pay-per-view should be awesome. I concur. So. I agree. So what's happening with everybody here? Matt, what have you been up to besides not watching wrestling since last week? Um, doing the work, doing some working, uh, primed up for baseball season, ready for that. Been going to the gym. Oh, um, yeah. Feeling good. Uh, started collecting something else. So I got that Uh-oh. going on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Decided I was going to jump back into the baseball card game. Oh, boy. Ooh. So uh, that's been fun. I've been organizing my wrestling magazines. If you follow the Wizards podcast on Twitter at Wizards podcast, um, I've been posting a lot of great uh, pictures of old magazines and, uh, you know, some things that I thought were hysterical, like the yeah, those, that, those posts have been awesome, like the pullout poster of Chris Benoit and woman and it says Chris is my guy. <laughs> sure is. In an age well. Uh, but man there's some great stuff in there and so i spent the last two days just bagging everything up like putting them in plastic and organizing them so i think i'm going to do more with uh because i have like i don't know why or how i had like pro wrestling illustrated magazines from like this like 79 and 80 and i wasn't even born yet so i don't know how i got those and i have like so rad though i love that shit so much and i have like some really old wwf magazines from like 85 86 that I definitely didn't have as a child because I definitely would have destroyed them. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's I I had a very nice productive weekend. I've been going to the gym with the wife and uh, yeah, just get ready for uh, opening day and bikini season. You're trying to get in shape over right. there. No, I'm just trying not to die before I'm fifty. So oh, Matt's been working on his obliques, getting ready for uh, baseball. That's so, right. Uh, yeah, you know I mean I, the the weather this week fucked me because. The last week I was going for walks because I have all these beautiful uh, paths around me, the Patriots path. So I've been going for like four mile walks and then it got really cold and I was like, fuck this noise. I got to work in this shit. I ain't going out in it for fucking an hour and a half. Well, when you can get back on the Patriots path, do it. You're a great American. I will. 
I don't know why it makes me an American, but it's fun. It concerns concerns me the signs of uh the they have the signs the beware of the bear sign, Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, they're your brethren though. Yeah, but I got my headphones in. I'm listening to like the MLB Network or podcast, and I just feel like they'd be nice to fellow bear. I get back here in the hills, bro. I don't. They have eyes. They can sneak up on me. I don't know how do how do I call out if I get attacked by a bear? What do I do? Ask Masha Slamovich. Can I outrun a bear? (laughs) No. Someone told me uh, if you run downhill, a bear can't go downhill. Well, someone told you you to die. (laughs) You're not supposed to run. No, I'm supposed to go. Ah. You're supposed to make yourself big. Yeah. Bigger, so yeah, it's been good though. It's nice. I uh can keep up on the wrestling by just reading um uh the dirt sheets, so I don't need to fucking watch try and cram a thousand fucking hours of wrestling into my Monday afternoon. So it's easier, it's easier that way. I feel better. I was gonna say, did you just figure that out? <laughs> no, but for a while I was like enjoying, says the girl who's gonna spend eight hours. Oh, I know, this weekend. Uh, <laughs> I was enjoying watching like NWA and Impact and stuff, but then like my only day off is Monday, so to sit down, like wake up and just start watching wrestling from the minute I wake up till the time I do the podcast, it's sucks the life out of me. Yeah. So it's exhausting. If it's if there's anything worth watching, I will decide what to watch. There you go. Makes complete sense. Yeah, and less Twitter for me. It's yeah, successful. I'm barely, so, I, I'm barely on Twitter. Smart See, man. Uh, when I go in on Wednesday nights to throw up our promotional tweets, that's when I'm like, oh, you've been mentioned eight times. Well, let's see. If it's I tried to throw brother with the Fozzie. You did, I, and I responded tonight when I saw. It. For some reason, I oh. don't get notifications. All my notifications are on. They're set up right. But for some fucking reason, I don't get anything. Tell you, I shared a picture today from a magazine. Mm-hmm. WWF checks. Like Come on. the cereal. Yeah. What? No, checks, like, like an actual check from like 2000 where you could get oh. like Triple H on it or China or The Rock or Jericho. And I was like, man, I'd love to find somebody who fucking had. They're like, I'm an adult. I'm check on my. On my wrestler check to pay the mortgage. I recently uh, saw somebody I know whip out their debit card. Whoa! Didn't know where that was going. And it was uh, it was Darth Vader, and I was I like, "Take that!" I was yeah, like, I "What a nerd!" Dude, go through these fucking magazines, man. They're, they're, I don't think the world ever see a time when the wrestling business was as big as it is. There was. Ads for the craziest, weirdest shit. I shared something today. You could mail away for three VHS or DVD oh. on how to learn to become a wrestler. Oh, okay. Not as exciting as what I thought you were going to say. But no. Okay. But, 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 and then Conan endorsed it. He was like, this is essential if you want to be a professional wrestling. I'm like, what? Conan, you know, also, Conan. Conan also endorses one of the shows on the network, so I trust him. He, you don't go to wrestling school. You just order these fucking tapes for the back of a PWI and you're fucking good to go. Yeah, what? You're in, man. Fucking it's early 2000s. Amazing. It's, it's perfect. That's fantastic. 
Who made the DVDs? Was it like Mike Quackenbush? No, I don't know who it was. <laughs> Hold on. I just got to. Matt mentioned it. So I just wanted to, to bring. These are the checks. I don't know if you could see them too well. Wow. Look at Dwayne. Just staring at you while you pay your rent or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and then that's a that's a that I'm assuming is the check book. You get the Brahma bull on the front of the book. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow. My God. I want them now. Can we get them? I now? still have live. There's a Jericho have, one. Here's my boring checks. There's no Brahma bull on this. I'm going to send away for some rock checks. I know. Mine just say Chase Bank. Boring. Um, mine are New York Mets checks. I do. I don't a, know where my checks are. Like for my per, I don't. I can't tell you the last time I wrote a check from my personal checking account. Same. Yeah, I don't. No idea. I. That's why I still have. Dude, the checks I have have my address from like two places ago. Yeah. They have my address <laughs> I'm like, good luck finding me, asshole. <laughs> my address when I lived at the apartment. Wow. Um, I don't have rock checks. I have a rock bowling ball. Ooh, that is awesome! Yo, how many how many pounds are you swinging down the lanes? It might be ten or twelve pounds. I hope twelve because I do twelve. <laughs> but I don't re- listen. Or you had it when you were at like eight? No, 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 no. This was an adult purchase, but okay. I'll tell you how this came to be. We were uh, Mrs. Money and I were out somewhere, uh, and uh, we were at like a a Goodwill or something like that. Right? We just happened to stop in. They were having some sort of thing that day. It was like a, a ticket sale, right? So they had a bunch of stuff in the window, but you needed a ticket like to go and pick stuff out of the window. And we had no idea how it worked, but we were just looking around and we're leaving. And I happened to look in the window and there was like two or three bowling balls. And I don't remember what they were. They were all great. Uh, it was uh, Mrs. Money said it was Goodwill on Route 46, a window sale. Uh, there were like three bowling balls they were all great i would have bought all of them if i could have but the one that i've had my eye on was the rock he's giving the people's eyebrow and like some silk shirt and i think the brahma bulls on the other side and so i'm like what the fuck i have to go in and get this and as i'm going to go back inside they're pulling it out of the window i'm like what the fuck and I, I was like, where did the, and they're like, oh, we're putting it on the floor. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll take it right now. The holes were already drilled in it. It fit my fat fingers. I was like, this is meant to be. Well, um, yeah. I mean, it was a wrestling bowling ball. Of course it was going to fit fat fingers. Like what the hell? Listen, <laughs> it's even got a name on it. So it's now the ball's name. It's Sergio. Sergio. Uh, Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> It is uh it is somewhere in uh in like my bedroom closet on the bottom of a bunch of shit. I will dig it out. I promise I will show you guys, or we can go bowling. Either way. Uh, all with in JD Drake. All in. JD Listen, Drake will bowl with us. I would love to to have a bowling uh team. It seems like a bowling league would be fun, but I heard it goes for fucking ever. I wanted to skip I... my high school graduation because <laughs> we had a we had a we had a game that night. I'm a terrible bowler. I'm not like a good bowler, but... Do we get to use bumpers? Come on. What is this? There's no bumpers anymore. You use the elephant. I can roll, baby. Look out. Can you put that English on it? I used to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't use any of that. I don't use my thumb. 
there's nothing to do in Binghamton. So I actually got really good at bowling when I was in my teens because I was like mostly well behaved and there was bowling, Binghamton Mets games, and then like walk around a Walmart. There's nothing else to do in Binghamton. So I was in a bowling league when I was 14. I was real good. I think I bowled a 198 and that was my high score and I was awesome. And then I won something in I'm not kidding you. This is the peak physical activity in Binghamton, New York. Bowling was like a quarter of my high school gym curriculum. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I won some lame ass tournament that we did there. So I don't know if I still got it. It's been a while, but I can contribute. Uh Mrs. Money's in the chat saying she's looking for Sergio. If she can oh, find nice. Sergio. What a woman. I will uh I will She's certainly not talking about the bowling ball, Aunt. Hey no, no that, that that's not Sergio. That's a different. Uh, <laughs> okay. Roll. I got a I got a bunch of magnets on the refrigerator. I was a ringer for my buddy's uh, league a couple of years ago. We won the we won the championship. I honestly, the I might have in my life at one point bowled a one twenty, and that was like the height of my bowling. <laughs> I'm not well, great, but I like so, the like, release points were. A, I don't know if I ever broke a hundred. Yeah, I... come on, Schlong, get it together. Well, I'm sorry, Kate. I I grew up a place where there's actually things to do, so we didn't go bowling. I know where you grew up, and that's yeah, not that's true. What I did. You grew up outside of a place where there was things. to no, do. No, there's a lot of things to do in South Jersey too. We we don't just have a Walmart and bowling. Yeah, Kate, that's right. There's soft pretzels, water ice, hoagies. Have as much as what you guys have there up in uh, North. <laughs> I don't understand the difference. Look, when we were in high school, we did the same thing every Friday and Saturday. We went bowling uh-huh. at, in West Caldwell. We brought the, we had the head with us, the Al Snow Styrofoam head that I got from an ECW <laughs> show. We had that with us, and then uh, my friend Jamie, uh, he's like the king of finding shit. He found an identical head like a mannequin head like that he was using, like with the hair, like the one he was cutting the promos with. So we would bring the heads with us to go bowling and then to the diner every Friday and Saturday night. And people knew us as the head crew and we rolled and we partied. It was a good time. You guys felt so cool. You're like, listen, it's Friday. We're going to get some head. It's great. And then there, no one <laughs> didn't tell anyone else that it was just a little... We didn't Something. look. We didn't give a shit, man. People knew us. The guy, the guy at the, we go up to the the guy at the bowling alley, the the ball guy, the pin guy. He'd be like, "Would you slip him like a 20 He'd go. They they did the laser light bowling where they would set the pins up, and if they lined up in a certain color, it was like a hundred dollar shot. You give him like ten, and he'd go back there. He'd fucking set him up for you, and he would be fucking screaming his name, Gino. We got a shot on whatever lane. I shit you not. We, that's what we did after high school dances. I'm not kidding. Wow. We did it after everything. Friday, Saturday night. Went to the Versailles Diner. I left for a reason. Versailles. Wow. Versailles not there anymore. It's something else now. It's like West West Essex Diner. They have really good. They have really good uh, rice pudding cheesecake. I don't. I don't get it. Don't. I forgot. Let's not leave this out. We would also wrestle on the bowling alley floor. Oh, sure. Oh, you. You've just always been a menace. Sharpshooters, cutters, stunners, whatever. We were doing it all. 
MB-Dub! MB-Dub! The one thing I regret is I saw a bunch of shows at Asbury Lanes before they made it all, you know. Nice. Nice. Uh, Yeah. I never got to, I never bowled there, but I saw plenty of shows there. I wish I got to bowl there. We need to set up a fucking bowling outing. Let's do it. I have a ball, but here's the thing. I see a lot of people in the chat talking about having shoes. I don't have the shoes. I still got to rent the shoes. I got to go find some shoes. shoes. I got my shoes downstairs on the sun porch, baby. Matt just said he owns the shoes, Kate. Do you got a ball? I have have two balls, baby. Look at that. Big ones. I've seen them. I got the the one I clipped from the bowling alley, which has somebody else's initials on it. Uh huh. Like Sergio. Uh, I think it's J A P. To be honest with you, <laughs> not even kidding you. And then I have one that uh, I think I got for my brother. And then when I was like, at some point, he was like, "I don't want this fucking thing. Do you want it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll take it." Tony is use- in the chat. Hi, Tony. This is way past his bedtime. It is. I meant to text him because I saw a really nice picture of Bruno San Martino and Roberto Clemente making the rounds on the Twitter today. I meant to text it to him. I'll text it to you, Tony. Hey, Matt. Yeah, buddy. We got Got there. Got a big box here. I see that. I got a big box. Yes, I do. I got a big box. How about you? You don't know what you're saying. (laughs) This is from uh, Ringside Collective. All right, let's see what he does. What's the fella get today? Ant's tone is like, uh, let's make a deal. <laughs> now, this has already been opened, I can tell. Who's got a box? I'll cut you a deal. Anybody got something in a box? Door number one, door number two, or door number three. It's a door number three. A Darby you Allen. Get this, the Darby Allen coffin uh, drop. Oh, Matt's going to look. Nope, Matt's going to get. He's got two of them. I saw the other one. Oh my God. <laughs> of course. And he's got one that's open. Are they going to kiss? Are they going to make out? All right. This so kiss, this we're good, man. Wow. I also got a tag team belt. Nice. A tag team belt. I got the one back. There's one back here already. That's for baby money at some point to right. go with his collection. A father son tag team. Of course. The Why monies. Did you get the uh, action pack? Yeah, I got that somewhere over here. Giant barrel, ladder, yeah, table, there. chair. There's also a sledgehammer. What are they going to do with that now? Let me be a sledgehammer. I like my song better, Kate. Peter Gabriel. Let's go write a song about it. Did you get the pop up? The pop up entrance finally came. I got I got two of them over there. Wait, two of them. Can you, of them? Get, can you give space, us? Bro. Can you give us a close up of that? That I actually really want to see. Jesus Christ. I'm finally it's, it's, fucking it's, it's, interested in this segment of the show. Okay. Look who's right on the cover. Adrenaline <laughs> in the tunnel. That's actually really nice. That's pretty dope. Yeah. They got cool toys now. I mean, I, I yeah. was a WWF ring as a kid, but nothing like this. I didn't have any of that stuff. Oh, I had like the 1980s WWF ring with like the cool ropes on there. I'll tell yeah, you what the Hasbro ring. Was that who made it? I, I don't. I don't know what the... in the chat saying, "Mr. Money, please buy me stuff instead of figures." Thanks. I'll buy her whatever she wants. I just need to know. Nina, you're what. welcome. I don't know how we're twenty-seven thirty-two into the show when he said, "I'll buy her whatever she wants." So there you the, go. Uh, you she knows that. this. Don't let her fool you. She knows this. She knows I'll buy her whatever she wants. Yeah, Matt, it was the Hasbro ring that I had. Nice. 
Yeah, so I was uh, talking with one of the guys I work with last night about baseball card collecting, and Rhiannon was with me when I I purchased a hobby box for the 2022 Tops cards. Sure. And then we were talking, and I was like, Mark, these things, baseball cards are fucking expensive now. She was like, what? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, what did you pay for that box of cards? I was like, $150. She was like, $150. I'm like, yeah. You got anything valuable in there? You know what, Aunt? I don't know. I'm waiting on my Beckett to show up. I have to because you, you, you have to pay to look up prices online. But are you waiting for a physical book? Yeah, of course I am. Come on. Wait a minute. Why wouldn't you just pay for a subscription online? Because I like to touch it. But that information will be out of date. Like no, soon. It. It'll come monthly. Okay. Yeah, he'll collect those too. <laughs> Matt Matt is collecting dead media. I'll tell you what. And I know nobody gives a shit, but I brought a hobby box. 24 packs, not uh-huh. one double, dude. Well, that's good news. Yeah. So, I almost have a complete set. I um chasing the high. I have a bunch of baseball cards somewhere, but I don't know where they are. They're very old. Yeah, see, that's my next thing. I have a box somewhere. So I have to find it. That's what she said. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Jeez. <laughs> you know where that is. How are you how are you guys doing? I feel like this is all about I I kind of just stole the thunder here. Kate, how are you? I'm good. I'm anticipating a really busy weekend, but I'm all right. Been a good week so far. Um that's good. Six podcasts in 48 hours is going to be a lot, but we're going to make it through. I'm taking tomorrow off and not talking to anybody. Everybody can see why, except like you guys all like text and whatever. But well, you um, should come to Thursday. I should Ooh, what? Thursday. Come to Thursday. Ooh, maybe. But I'm looking very forward to the beginning of baseball season and to hang out with friends after we get over this hump of this weekend because I think it's going to be a lot of really uninterest, uninteresting wrestling. So I'm looking forward to opening day quite a bit. <laughs> Let's go. Cause so baseball rules as you know, still, try, still trying to figure out how I'm going to explain to Rhiannon why I have to put three TVs in the living room. <laughs> I mean, there's no need to explain, right? Like we're going to watch a lot of baseball, right? The, well, because of the Yanks go back to back, so that's good. Right, but there's also there's I think there's like a two o'clock game. There's a couple four o'clock games. I gotta, I gotta see it all. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's my it's favorite. It's my favorite day of the year. And last year, fucking COVID took the Mets away from me. The association uh, tried really thing. hard this year, but we got it back anyway. I got it. I got it, and I'm fucking pumped. How long until you think you lose it on the Mets? And the oh. first pitch of the season. And <laughs> oh, no. the Mets have the best winning percentage on opening day. Bet the Mets to win. And fucking DeGrom's on the mound against the shitty national. Beat so. the Mets. Beat the Mets. I am legitimately very excited that you have an owner that gives a shit. Like, you guys deserve that much, at least. I'm not excited for that at all. Well, you shouldn't be. 
Phillies fan. Look, right. I'm a Philly you fanatic. Let your team spend all their money on offense. No, they don't have to play defense. They'll be fine. They're bullpen. Enjoy Jerry's Familia. He is a treat, buddy. You're going to have a great time watching him. I'm going to be honest. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, you don't even care about baseball, really. I, I'm I'm a casual baseball fan. Mid. Add on, fraud. Casual. I, listen, take I, I Also, it looks like you're wearing the Mr. Fuji hat. Would that work? Hold on. I don't know. Let me see. Ryan just well, likes the frenetic. You got the chair. Up. You, were, you were fine before where you were sitting. I don't know what you just did. This camera moved. This camera, camera moves. moves automatically. It's weird. How do you take the hat off and now your giant head is in the way of the hat? I don't know. How did that happen? Siri, if you were just watching That's the way on YouTube, to do it. please. He had his hat on, right? He took his, his earphones up. He was sitting in the chair and his hat was on. And you could see the top of the Mr. Fuji hat, which is why I suggested it. And then he took off the hat and the, the, the hat disappeared. Mr. Fuji's hat is gone forever. The camera moved. It has like an autofocus feature. Well, fix it. No, now I have my hat on the right way. Oh, good for you, Rob Humphrey's a Giants fan. I never know what to expect. I think you're gonna you've had, you've you've had some wins. You know, that applies way, that could apply to both the baseball and football team. Uh, the football mm-hmm. teams. I just want to point something out. We so Kate's rant last week got a lot of views when she cut it. And my favorite part of that is that I'm wearing my hat like this during all that, and no one will have the context of why I look insane, and I'm very happy about that. And like asleep. You went to sleep during my rant. We all did. It's okay. What was I doing? I don't know. Probably nodding along. Like we've heard Kate say this every week for an entire year. Yeah. I just let you get. I don't want to talk when you're when you're going off. I just gotta let it happen. You don't have to close your eyes. Jeez. My eyes weren't closed. They were like this. You looked looked a little. You look like you're sleeping right there. (laughs) Oh, it's funny because they're not even like I could see fine. It also doesn't glasses, help that I see the, the glare through your glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah that's really great. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Ryan, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm real good. I don't have baseball. Yeah, I don't I don't have the exciting baseball season to look forward to. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I'm casual. I'll, I'll watch a Phillies game if it's on, but I don't put three TVs up. Uh, I have no excitement for anything but the ROH Supercard of Honor this weekend. All right. So that's really, I, I am curious. I'm not going to watch, cool. but I am curious about the Stone Cold segment and if Cody Rhodes is Seth Rollins' opponent, which if it's anyone but him, it's a massive failure. But I'm not going to watch to find out. I'm just very curious. Yeah, if it's no. Shane McMahon, people are going to lose their <laughs> fucking minds. Honest to God, it would be the funniest thing in the world. Oh, my God. Hysterical. It would be the WWE. Yeah. Well, Here's goal the to... money out the door. There goes the money. <laughs> right. I think maybe we'll get into this when we talk about dynamite tonight. Like expectations in the in AEW are, are high, but I think Tony Khan delivers for the most part. He doesn't Tony Just... Khan, other than his talking about women in press conferences, there's not unforced error with him. Like, he won't hype something up just to let you down for the most part. Like, he doesn't go he doesn't out troll of his you. way. Yeah. Like, if he is making a big deal about something, something's a big deal. So, people might feel like a surprise falls a little short, but it's never like a a huge, huge, huge fall down. Um, like, my joke tonight was that it should have been Brandy, not Tony Storm. 
Kate was not happy with that. And uh, but that, that would have been a WWE move to oh, bring yes. back. I would have fallen out of my chair if that happened. <laughs> I would. I was like a maniac. But so, but then there's the W. It's like, and maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe I just don't understand. Maybe it's because I don't watch the fucking show. But when it's like people get all up in arms, Cody's going like, but it's WWE. Right. So like he could show up and in four weeks he could be fucking Tony Storm is having goddamn fucking cream pie fights or some stupid cupcake bullshit before. Like he could be chasing the is the 24 seven thing. Is, is that still a thing? Well, there's two marriages there. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? Two engagements. Yeah, oh, I'm done. I'm done with that. So, <laughs> listen, look, if you enjoy professional wrestling and you're going to watch WrestleMania, have fun. Enjoy it. I just think you might be a little on the spectrum. There are or, some people that are completionists. There are some people who want to watch everything. And those people very well may be on the spectrum because, like, there's a lot out there right now. But there's people that want to see everything. And there's also people, people, like Ryan and Danny, like there are people who will sit through things that they don't like to, to sit and watch edge versus AJ is probably going to be great in the ring, right? Like there will be some good things in the ring and some people are happy just to scratch that itch and, and call it a day. Like some people sit down to specifically enjoy something. This is what I've learned. <laughs> After if, nine million fucking podcasts, there are people. If that Mania was one night, and... I'd watch. That's the fair. fact that they're rolling two nights is fucking ridiculous. Oh, how about matinee wrestling for NXT? Because I'm doing stand and deliver at eleven in the morning or whatever the fuck. Like, that's just unfair to your performers. Never mind the attendees that are going to be there for twelve hours. Like, that's insane. So, um, I'll, I'll it's, just—it's too much. I want to say this. At what point? Because I've heard a lot of people say, uh, you know, it's got to get better. So I'm like watching, like waiting for it to like, you know, turn the corner. At what point do you give up? Because like I gave I gave up. I was like, uh, this isn't going to get better. I give. I'm not going to watch anymore. Like how it's long can you go on? <laughs> I don't think it's going to get better until they sell. Like I do think they're going to sell to Disney in the next few years would be my guess. And maybe then it'll get better. Um but they don't have to care because in the past three years or whatever, they have a billion dollars from Peacock and the Saudi Arabia deal is half a million or half a billion dollars. So they don't have to care about the product because that's not where their money is coming in. So they don't give a shit. I think if the sale happens, things things will change then. But I give up the second Sean stops paying me. Like, I don't give a shit about <laughs> pretty much anything that I'm watching on WWE right now. But it does go in cycles i just feel like everybody told me when i started watching in 09 that it was the worst the product's ever been and i since then have become a smarter fan but i think this is way way worse and i think most people agree with that too like that um like did i ever want to see cm punk versus kevin nash no but did i want to see what cm punk had to say yes um and the like here's the thing WrestleMania is two nights and 17 matches. The U.S. title and the Intercontinental title are not on the show. So, like, there's just no mid-card at all. And I always feel like the mid-card is something that I liked in WWE because I felt like those were the guys I actually wanted to see were there more, <laughs> more often than not. Like, I like Dolph Ziggler, right? So, like, 
I it's just hard to justify having seen every combination of the championship matches before and having no mid-card titles on there. Like Finn Balor's not in WrestleMania, but Logan Paul is. So it's well, that, just, it's not good. That was actually going to be my point, Kate. When you care more about putting celebrities into your product for a night than you do actually putting guys who, you know, sweat and bleed for your product, then your fucking priorities are backwards. Yeah. I mean... I would say the same thing if AEW did it at double or nothing or all out, right? Like I wouldn't give two fucks about Bad Bunny or uh, Johnny Knoxville or uh, Pat McAfee or whoever you just said. What's his face? Logan Paul. Logan Paul. The thing I mean, with Pat McAfee is he's actually quite good. <laughs> but Kate, I don't give a fuck. He doesn't wrestle on a regular basis. Like, why you have guys like Finn Balor who wrestle? Yeah, he's not on the show. Well, I think a lot of people would argue that Pat McAfee should be. So that's the only reason I kind of balked at that was I think he's an exception where it's like his value is being underutilized on the announce table because he does get it and he's pretty good in the ring from what we saw. But like, um, yeah, I agree with you. I wasn't excited about. I wasn't excited about Shaq, but then they did something really cool with Shaq and it was a short-term program and it wasn't on a pay-per-view, right? So it's, I I agree with you. And the fact that it's two nights makes that just even more egregious. Like the fact that Finn Balor is not on the show when you have two nights and 17 matches is absurd. And but. don't forget, all, don't forget all the performances. Oh you yeah. Got, you got, it's look, if you it's go back, it's spectacle now. They're selling the show, not the card. And the show sells itself, and it has forever. You, you know, you go back and you watch Survivor Series from 1988, and they're telling you WrestleMania tickets go on sale this week, and and at the Royal Rumble they're announcing where the it's going to be. But now it's just, I I understand it's WrestleMania. It is the biggest wrestling event of the year. Um, but I, here's things I hate. I hate WrestleMania moments. I don't think everyone has to have a goddamn WrestleMania moment because it doesn't feel organic. It feels forced. Yeah. When you tell me four weeks ago that the, the woman's tag title is going to be team A versus team B, and now we're two days out and there's fucking four tag teams in there. Tell me a story between team A and why do we have to shoehorn all these fucking people onto these cars? It's disgust. It's and I'm someone invited me over for WrestleMania Sunday, and I was like, I gotta work all day, and I really do appreciate the offer. I'm not interested. He's like, Well, Stone Cold's coming back. I'm like, he's gonna fucking stunner Kevin Owens. Like, he's not going to wrestle a match. I get it. I get why people are excited for it. I'm not one of those people. I'm more excited to watch Zack Saber Jr. wrestle fucking Naito. And if that makes me some smarty pants fucking wrestling mark or whatever you want to call me, so be it. But the WWE is just so. It's sterile. It's so sterile and gross. Like I'm going to be like... interested in seeing how many people, how many tickets they sell at the movie theaters. You know, they're putting it in movie theaters. now. Yeah, and they're doing it at Dave and Buster's, too. That's like a new thing. It'll be a Dave and Buster's going forward. All these pay-per-views. Oh my god. Um, well, that I feel like is actually on, a, on the business side a very smart thing. Um, it's just uh, you know, like I, I watched Dynamite tonight, and I thought Dynamite just flowed. Like this might have been 
and I don't get the opportunity to watch Dynamite from start to finish. I felt like this was the best Dynamite I've seen in a while. I felt like it just flowed. Fucking Raw was on at the gym the other night when I went Monday night after the podcast. I was on the elliptical for 35 minutes. I saw the end of a happy Corbin Madcap Moss match. And then for the next 30 minutes, I saw two, three tag team entrances and maybe four minutes of a match between the fucking commercial breaks. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Matt, there were 15 SmackDown talents on the Raw Go Home to Mania. I just that's why no I sense. just doesn't. I yeah, want to watch AEW. I want to. I enjoy AEW. I enjoy Impact and the NWA, and New Japan. I, I I'm good. That's the WWE. The Matt, I'm trying to I, cheer you up by making the hat, but I can't really I get it. Look, no, right? I, 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 <laughs> it looks good. It looks. It looks like just stay like that all night. Don't move, Ryan. <laughs> you look like Steve Austin after the '97 SummerSlam. Oh no, good. <laughs> You know, Matt, back to your point about the expectations in AEW. I read a, a quick article on SI about um, they had some details around the sale of, of Ring of Honor. And uh, there weren't a lot of firm details like numbers or things like that. But they did say that they had two plans for the March 2nd Dynamite because the first plan was to announce the sale. But they didn't think it was going to go through. So there was a backup plan and a changed card. There were two cards they drew up for the night because they weren't obviously going to lead with a massive announcement if there was no massive announcement. So they had a backup plan and apparently he still got it in his pocket and he he's planning to share it at some point. But I think that's why sometimes when you look at the expectations between the two, back to your point, like one place decides to actually write up multiple outs and the other place just is like, fuck it, we're going with our original plan, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Well, WWE also books heat on themselves and not characters. Like, the Cody shit is because they have been heavily hinting that Cody is going to show up every week. In Jacksonville, that would have made perfect sense. In Chicago, where All Out started, that would have made perfect sense. They will book heat on themselves, as opposed to, like, telling a story that gets he booked onto a character. So Seth Rollins, God bless him. God bless that guy has been trying his best with what they've given him, but people aren't mad at Seth Rollins. They're not angry at Seth Rollins. They're mad at WWE where I think AEW tries not to book heat on themselves. I think AEW tries to book heat on characters. And even when there's been an underwhelming surprise, like I don't think it's ever, I don't think it ever outweighed anything that Tony Khan had suggested. Like, I don't think Christian isn't a Hall of Fame caliber talent. Everybody was just wondering if it was going to be at that point Brock or Punk, right? So even so, it's it's almost like on the 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 shoulders of the fans and not on Tony Khan because it's like he didn't say anything that's not true. We just all decided to interpret it and. Quite frankly, I know I was like such a punk dork, but like there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us that that punk surprise was going to be it. That was going to be the end all be all. So every time there was hype around it, people wanted it to be him. And we finally got that. So I, I think that's basically it is WWE books it onto themselves. And Tony Khan 
even when it feels like overkill, it's never so far out of the ballpark that he has done a disservice to, to fans like that. But that's me. I also think wrestling fans as a whole need to like, calm like, down, take, but like your ex, I, I understand the excitement, right? Like Kate watched revolution with me at my house. And I was like, Holy shit. Like new Japan's in the States. It could be Okada. Like, but at, I was not upset that it was Christian. Like you, you're, you need to tone back your expectations and you need to, to stop. Like Christian cage is a great fucking signing. He's yeah. an unbelievable person to have there, especially if you're trying to build your company with all these fucking young guys. Like I get, look, it would have been great if it was Okada or if it was punk or I can't even believe Brock's name was floated out there, but whatever, that would have been weird. But like, that's one of those things like take back the expectations people like, and there's some people that Christian is a bigger deal to that have never heard of Okada just because like, I, I don't think that's true for most AW fans, but it's, you also have to understand. I think that your expectations might be, there's a lot of people. I'm so glad Jay White was there, Matt. That didn't give like they don't know who Jay White is. They don't care. <laughs> Whatever. They're lost. Like yeah. They're, they're smart. The smart fans. It, <laughs> oh, boy. it is, but like because the smart ones are so vocal, I think people forget that there's a lot of people that um maybe don't take it as seriously as a bunch of nerds that are doing a podcast at eleven o'clock at night just getting into talking about wrestling. You know what I mean? So um and that's something a business person has to think about across the board. I just want to make one comment here and just Matt saying fancy to come back. One thing they could all do is be more like Matt in the sense of like, yes, I shit on Jay White, but Matt was legitimately excited about Jay, Jay White, told me who he was. So it got me excited about Jay White. Instead of gatekeeping and be like, you don't know this guy, so hate him. Just be like, if you show your excitement and share your excitement, chances are other people are going to get really excited too. So they just need to back off of that. Like, oh, you don't know who Jay White is? No, I don't. Go sh- tell me. I'm yeah, willing to learn. Me. Teach me. Well, and it's easy. Here we go. Back to my magazines, right? Oh, On the boy, back man. of a PWI magazine, it was like it was like extreme Japanese wrestling never seen in the States. This is from like the 80s. You get $60 for a fucking VHS tape. And there's nothing extra. It's like dick murdoch's on there terry funk's on there like man fucking 35 years ago like if you wanted to see a fucking fujinami match bro you had to find somebody who had a tape that's probably been fucking copied a billion times and just hope that you could get you know you want to see masawa kawada you better hope you know somebody that has that shit on tape. like now it's like to ryan's point you don't know who jay white is I'll, I'll give you five Jay White matches to watch. Check it out. You don't know who Tony Storm is tonight? I thought they did a great job, and we'll get into it, putting over her stardom stuff. She was a fucking megastar in stardom, and even NXT UK. She was fucking phenomenal. Ryan's looking yep. great with his new hat. I got it better this time. Don't move. This just is really uncomfortable. Now, like, if, if you see somebody and you're not familiar with them, just fucking throw it in the Google machine. Hit the videos button. And you get fucking 10 matches right off the bat. And you can decide if you fucking like or hate this person. Not listen to all the fucking dorks on fucking Twitter, you miserable cocksuckers. <laughs> they're the fucking... They're miserable. They not everything. Yeah. Who's got time for that? 
Well, it, it, that goes two ways, right? Because I feel like... <laughs> like, Hook no-sold one spot once and everyone was like, it's the end of the world. But then you also get things like uh, Suzuki's theme, right? And everybody, like, the Suzuki incident thing was so much fun. Like, I... It's... It's fun if you don't take it so fucking seriously all the time. Like, That's you want to get up in arms, cool. But, like, keep in mind that it's it's wrestling. Nobody's going to live or die by It's it. men in spandex, spandex play fighting. At the end of the day, that's all it is. Your so, minimum the- buy-in is that everybody who works here would rather beat the shit out of each other than just quit their job and go get a new one. That's the minimum barrier you have to buy into this. Like, relax. (laughs) And look, if you're invested, if you're passionate about it, I get it. But at the same time, like, at the end of the day, like, Cody showing up on Raw or not, or he shows a fucking Ring of Honor or the fucking moon, whatever, the end of Cody Rose ain't paying your fucking bills, bro. Fucking relax. Take a deep breath. You don't need to go on fucking Twitter to say all these nasty, mean things to fucking people just because you're behind. Stop. I want to hug you. It's going to be okay. No, you don't. You're right. I probably don't, but I'd like a virtual hug or like pay someone to go to their house and hug them. There's a service prostitute. See Matt at a show. Come say hi and give him a big old hug. Don't even say hi. Just hug him. Don't fucking touch me. Don't even bother with Well, that changed quickly. I don't want to be touched. He, you I just said I want to hug you. I want to hug the miser. You know, someone who someone who like sits alone and is like angry at the world, and he's like, Kate's like, I like Dan House, and they're like, you're a fucking mark for fucking Dan House, and your bangs are stupid, and you work for Fightful, and I hate your guts, and it's like, what? oh, that's true. Like, I mean, but it's all true. It's all based in reality. How dare you so, say so that mad. about my bangs? Everything you're else so, is fine, but how mad. dare you say that about? What my are you so bangs? mad at a stranger for? Well, but sometimes it it is sometimes it's fueled by the guys in spandex. I mean, people see what's said and they go out and they run with it. I mean, listen, Rollins was just on a sports illustrated podcast and he's talking about how what AEW does is lowbrow and um, you know, tacky, you know, and desperate, you know. And while I agree with some of the things he said that they haven't surpassed you know, AEW hasn't surpassed the WWE. I agree with that from a metric standpoint from ratings or buys. Yes, he's right. They haven't surpassed them. But when you look at the stories that are being told and the quality of the product, he is far fucking he's far facing away. Cody at Mania. He was working. I don't think so, Kate. Okay. I don't think so. It's also WrestleMania weekend and he's going to anything sure. to get a reaction. Sure, but what my whole point is that will be taken by the Twitter trolls and ran with. Oh, yeah, it will be fuel for the the hate. The tribalism shit is amazing to me. Like, even today, when I said anything about the women's division, like, there are some people that I just can't say a bad word about AEW or they will just go berserk. And same with WWE, it's both sides. But it's just hilarious. Like, even when I say, like, this is mostly really great. I just wish they had done this, that, and the other. They're like, well, Tony Khan's not clueless. Blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, bro, 
I never said you couldn't have your opinion. And that shit swings both ways. Because I'll say the exact same thing about something in WWE. And they're like, yeah, fuck that place. And I'm like, the same thing is happening on Wednesday yeah. nights. Too. We've been critical of AEW here. We've been very critical of their women's division and the way they've handled a lot of stuff. Like, we are not you know, everything is great because it's AEW. I feel like we're pretty fair about what sucks. And if you need to see what sucks, check out last week's episode when Kate goes on a 45 minute rant about the women's division for the 10th time. I mean, it's, we're critical here. I mean, we can be critical and still be fans, but listen, would have been so mad. I swear so much. The only credit I'm going to give fans, the wrestling fans, and it's not, I'm not really giving them credit, mind you, is that this is fandom in general. It happens across anything. You go to sports, go to entertainment. As soon as someone becomes really passionate about it, they make that fandom, fandom define their personality. And as soon as you do that, as soon as you make it personal, and this is who I am, I am a fan of this, then any assault on that thing, you view as an assault on you. And, and buddy, that's just not true. An assault on W, like it's not the same yeah. thing. You can hate WWE. You could be the biggest. I mean, you could be the biggest WWE fan in the world. If I say WWE does something dumb, I'm not insulting you. I'm criticizing a company. And chances are, we're not even. We're not taking low shots. We're not being mean about it. You're just making a comment. Like it's okay, guys. Relax. No, I am. It's extremely personal with me and first name bunch of numbers on Twitter. Of I will course. say, I think egg profile I think, photo. Uh, I think the pandemic has definitely heightened. Like, like in the in the restaurant industry, like people just don't know how to like. It sounds crazy because I never stopped working, right? But there's people who didn't leave their house for fucking months and they didn't talk to people. So people come out now; they don't know how to talk to people. They don't know how to interact. It's like riding a fucking bicycle again. Some people are just flat out fucking rude, and you kind of have to give them the benefit of the doubt because, like, you've probably been inside for like eighteen months. It doesn't give you the right to be a complete fucking douchebag. But I get it. But you need to, like, take a fucking breath, bro. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah, we're going to have a couple-year reset, I think, where, like, people have to learn to be people again. Not that fucking hard. It's better. Hey, Ant, how are you doing? I'm fine. Because I got Kate. I got Ryan. We're going. We're all over the place. People are loving it. We are. Uh, Asian Joe was over here. He said something really uh, good. He said, this segment went all sorts of places. Uh, bowling, trading cards, WWE talk, collectibles, etc. This is why I love this podcast. Thank you, Asian Joe. Now we're going to catch up with Ant Money. Then we're going to talk about all elite wrestling, dynamite. Well, we're also going to do a commercial break, right? Because I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought the, the, um, the figure talk was like your bathroom break. Oh, I'm going to start using it that way. That's a, that's a good thought. But I don't want to go now because I want to know how my friend Ant is doing. Good. Um, a lot of work. I'll tell you guys about that off air. Uh, but work, a lot of work. Um, I saw work, work, work. I think I saw my second movie in a week. Uh, over the weekend, went to see the, uh another movie. So I, last week, I think I said I saw the Batman. There you go. Um, I finally saw that. I thought it was very good. Um, I but I did see uh movie called x with mrs money uh over the weekend about dmx <clears throat> no um Damn. it was uh i guess it was a horror movie uh about uh 
this group in Texas in the 70s. I guess this guy's a strip club owner. He feels like the best way we can get a quick buck is to make our own our own uh, like porno movie. So they go to this uh, like ranch where they rent a house and do this. But then all sorts of fucked up shit starts to happen. Um, so it was pretty interesting. It was very much like uh, almost like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Thought it was is pretty it, good. Is it based I've on seen, I've seen the trailers for that. It's not based on well, a true story. The film is loosely based on a true story. Yeah, somebody went to a house in Texas wants to fill a porn. After that, totally made yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, somebody in, in Texas rented a house once. That's it. Oh, my God. Uh, this told me Project X, not X. I'm sorry. This Project X is when those kids are at that party at yeah, that house. Yeah, I wanted to see. The, I wanted to hear about the murder. No, it's not really a murder. You really do think it's like a, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie until, like, they start showing the other stuff, but at first it has the same vibe. It is uh, the uh, the movie I just saw X. It does Ryan have a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre version, like you know, look and feel to it, like that, right? Like the way it's shot, it sort of looks like seventies, you know, film uh, and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool, pretty cool. And then, really, I don't have anything else to talk about beyond that. I don't do eight hours of podcasts a week. This is it. Just three hours once a week. Smart. Yeah. How's that? Uh, how's that request for opening day looking, buddy? Oh, it's approved. It's just a matter of if I can get through enough work to to be able to watch baseball all day. Bring but I have the day. Could bring your work with you. I'll have peanuts, popcorn, and cracker jacks. Now, are they? Oh, are the peanuts in the shells? Can I just throw them on I your floor? I don't care if I ever in the can. shells. What kind of fucking uh, fraud do you think? Of course, they're in the shells. Okay, so as long as get I can the throw them on your floor. Then we're good. I prefer you didn't, but if you have to, you have to. I got a broom. It's fine. That's what I'm gonna do. So roll that carpet up. Yes, right. Kate. If it's nice out, are we gonna watch on the porch? Oh yeah. Outside, that could be fun. Oh, all right. Matt that has a nice. Matt has a nice setup for those of y'all. We did get. Know. We did get a projector for uh for Christmas. Ooh. I don't know. If Maybe set up a batting cage. Oh. Yeah, can we set up a batting cage? I have to go to the batting cage. I got to ask. Uh, so uh, baby money is playing T-ball this year. So uh, I've never been on the parent side of it, but apparently you have to volunteer your time. Uh, so you don't have to pay so many of the fees. Oh, so like last weekend, I did three hours of raking fields. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was cool. But oh, I, did need... I thought you just meant they were going to do the thing that my dad always got suckered into, which is like, you're an assistant coach now, or you're the oh, umpire today. They're still working on that, but I might not be able to do that all season. So they're like, if you do three hours of volunteer time, you meet your criteria. You don't have to. So I did my three hours, one shot. I'm on the list. Oh my God. But wow. um, I did meet prison? somebody. I did meet somebody there because uh, I asked because, you know, we're you know we've been here for years but we haven't really been you know out and about like interacting in town because you know now we got a kid so we're interacting with other people and i was just like there's no rec league in this town or anything is there because i used to play softball i like playing softball and somebody was like no but i play for a team and i was like uh if you need a guy like i'll certainly play and they he called me yesterday or texted me and was like do you still interested i said yeah and then i was like fuck i should go to a bad game I haven't swung a bat in a couple of years, but look, you show up early, 
on Thursday. Uh-huh. We'll, go, we'll go right across the field, brother. I'll throw you right on the fucking field. They got baseball over there. You know what I, Matt? What I really have to do? I have Jeez. to. I have to pitch. I have to. Find I'll my... take some swings. I got some some softball bats in the basement. I hope you're. I hope you're fielding the balls as well, because I'm. I'll cause... do whatever you want, buddy. I can get my steps in that day anyway. So. What a ball and head talk today. Balls, boxes, heads. Battlestar Galactica. There you go. Boom. So yeah, I've been good. All right, that's what I like to hear. Did uh any of y'all catch that rampage Friday night? I did. I, I did. did. I, I don't know. Too. I don't know what I did Friday night. Rampage. Well, I could. I could tell you this, man. I can oh, tell you this. I was up at five o'clock in the morning Friday. That's why I didn't watch Rampage. Oh. Well, I can tell you this. We had uh, Dustin Rhodes and Lance Archer, and uh, Dustin Rhodes actually wound up beating Lance Archer. What a bunch uh, of bullshit! Then he got his ass handed to him after the match. All right, he won the the battle, but he didn't win the war. That's Texas, right, Bo, Texas. We had. Uh, Fuego del Sol for some reason in the ring with a mic. I got a lot. I got fucking issues with it. Why is he teaming with the fucking Dark Order on Friday night? Because well, you didn't watch Rampage. You don't yeah. know. If you had watched Rampage, you would know. He's not in the Dark Order. He's just being a fucking hanger on. Fucking hanger ons. They're not well, resigning Marco. So they have to have somebody in that role now. And that role belongs to Fuego del Sol. Yeah. As long as he doesn't fucking. You know, Yo, him getting his ass beat was good though. It was by the House of Black. It was great. House of Black fucking destroyed him. They did. Uh, so that was a cool segment. There was a Lambert. We're not going to talk about that. Red Dragon. Uh, what? That's your guy. It's not my guy. I heard you're um, a Lambert fan. Red Dragon defeated the Dark Order. Uh, five and Dime. Uh, we also had. Uh, Nyla Rose defeat Maddie Rankowski pretty quickly. Um, and what I thought was maybe the best thing uh, they've done since the Jericho Appreciation Society on commentary, Jericho said, uh, and Nyla Rose is my sports entertainer of the week. And they had like a logo they pulled up uh, for it. It was fucking great. It rolled and it. he keeps going. That's entertainment. <laughs> yes. I was, have been living for that. <laughs> it was so fucking great. Uh, then we had Hook um, get his uh, QT Marshall Certificate of Accomplishment, to which he uh, did not care for that. Aaron Solo uh, got put through the certificate glass. Uh, and then Danhausen, for some inexplainable reason, I love Danhausen, but he should have known. Uh, he tried to curse Hook. And curse, uh, the curse did not really take. Hook was not phased. He just walked off. Danhausen was in shock. He should not have tried that. I mean, did you really think you could curse Hook, Danhausen? Come on. Those Canadians. I don't understand it. Has he ever mind. been unable to curse someone before, though? Well, see, if you guys watched AEW Unrestricted, it, he explained it. He goes, I just tell someone they're cursed, and most of the time it works. I don't understand it, but I just keep doing it. <laughs> so I don't think he actually knows. It was really funny when it didn't work. His reaction of like, yeah, I don't know. yeah, it was I a good reaction, but great, <laughs> like he's oh, yeah. so good at all of this already. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's, you, uh, he's the next pillars. Have you had a chance to watch that RJ City thing that he does? Yes, that's fucking it's, hysterical. The two of them were on RJ City's just like coffee with whatever show, 
And that was kind of the first one that I think went viral for RJ City. And so they had them back. And the two of them in the same room are just like so, so, so funny. But, but even so RJ City with TK or Mark Henry has been really funny. Yeah, he's, he's uh, yeah. really funny. I, I, I told Kate, I have not been the biggest RJ City fan. I love this him. Made me, this made me think he's hilarious. Oh, hey, ooh. Hey, ooh. <laughs> it's fucking. RJ City and Eddie Kingston was also the best. <laughs> Matt, it's hey, EW. It's hysterical. It's the fucking so best fun. Honestly, Anthony, if you haven't watched the best five minutes of your day. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I got to do some work after this. I'll check it out. Gold. Uh, And then we had our main event on Friday night, Ricky Starks and Swerve for the FTW belt. And um, say it, Anthony. Whose house? Oh, well, Swerve's house. But you didn't say it's time. Oh, sorry. I usually I do that for dynamite because we're like going through the card, but it was time for the main event. Thank you. Ricky Starks uh, <laughs> wound up defeating Swerve Strickland. A little bit of shenanigans with Powerhouse. I'm sorry, Powerhouse Hobbs got involved, uh, and then after the match, uh, Keith Lee showed up to uh, beat down uh, some of Ricky's entourage who happened to be there cheering him on. Uh, and then there was a big melee between uh, Starks and Swerve and um, uh, Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs. So we're lining up things for the next week. But I thought it was an entertaining show. Uh, for the first half, I didn't really pay too much attention because I was on the phone at the same time. But um, but I thought it was a, a fun episode of Rampage. I mean, I believe Rampage and SmackDown both got spanked by basketball this week again. So the ratings weren't great. But uh, it was a fun show if you could check it out. That main event humped. Yeah, it was. It so was good. a really fantastic match. It was really funny. Good. I wasn't. Sh- I wasn't sure how I felt about it, and then I think it was someone on Kate's. It might have been Kate or her co-host Sean who said it on Fight Club. But getting his well, it wasn't Sean. It was been Alex who getting uh, Swerve's first loss out of the way isn't a bad thing because you don't want him to be another guy it's like oh he's undefeated what's gonna happen like that's gone now he can just be in normal stories you don't have i i'm not saying the way they did it still protects him but how many guys can you like if you bring a guy in and he goes undefeated for a while you you start to limit where you want him to go next well he also i don't like people losing in a debut though that much he didn't debut though no this was was okay but like his second match is still like that feels kind of early, but I think people already know and like Swerve, so it's not like super damaging. But he also didn't lose clean, right? There was some shenanigans involved, so it's not as egregious as uh, you know him losing clean. Uh, Kate, I'm sure, didn't want this to be said. She went to pee. She had to pee so bad. So Kate went to pee, but uh, we are going to, I think, step aside for just a second anyway, since we're through our Rampage recap. Uh, as we said, check it out if you can. The main event was great. I think, Matt, you had a few words you wanted to uh, say. I always have many words that I want to say. But if you're listening to the Mark Order podcast, uh, know that it is available on the Shining Wizards Network, home to a variety of shows, wrestling, metal, uh, pop culture, 
80s and 90s. Uh, so head over to ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, uh, home of, of course, the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast that I have part of every Monday night. Uh, our latest episode is available. Something, something, Alex Coughlin. Uh, we had the opportunity to talk with Alex Coughlin from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, he's out there in the L.A. Dojo. He's one of the big four. Uh, with Carl Fredericks, Clark Connors, and Gabriel Kidd. We had a great talk with him. We also talked some WrestleMania uh, and had a really nice conversation about Triple H uh, and if he is a top uh, 10, 15, or 20, uh, in our opinion, uh, in the history of the WWF, WWE. And then we did a great down the aisle, uh, which if you're not familiar with the Shining Wizards, I pick a random show live on the air, and I just go down the card, and we see where it takes us. And it took us... All over the place. Uh, it started with Evil Snack and it ended with the Pitbulls. So definitely check it out. Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast over there on the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, the Inconclusive Breakdown. Uh, they are a uh, pop culture podcast. Their latest episode, Game Over, is available. They talk Ukraine, uh, Triple H, Trump, Biden, Taylor Hawkins, so much more. They have a top 10 uh, movie quotes and they answer your questions. So check them out. Uh, the Turnbuckle Throwbacks latest episode is up there. Uh, they talk a little bit of wrestling, uh, and then they also go all the way back to WrestleMania 18 from 2002. So they're going to talk about Icon versus Icon 20 years later. Uh, another wrestling podcast on the network, The Ringside Rant. Uh, he has been building up, if you've been listening to his show, to WrestleMania 13. We are finally there. We talked about this uh, last week because it was the anniversary of WrestleMania 13. Bret Hart, Steve Austin, Sid Undertaker, your main event. Uh, they're going to cover it all over there on The Ringside Rant, episode 152. So check that out. Uh, for all you heavy metal fans out there, Radioactive Metal, uh, their latest episode is available, episode 693. I think they're the only other podcast on the network that has been around longer than the shining wizards snowy uh and the crew up there uh they talk all things heavy metal uh do's and don'ts on everyone's uh concert schedule hits full stride they're doing thin lizzy day because apparently that's a thing up there uh and they play some tunes so definitely check those guys out uh, and they spotlight um idol of fear which is a band uh, in their indie spotlight so horns up uh, and stay healthy he also does another podcast uh, wrestling night in canada so check that out all available exclusively on the shining wizards network so head over there the shining wizards network and check out the shining wizards network.com whoa i don't like that there we go that's better all right yeah. why are the two of you did you freeze I, I don't know it froze in uh, my chrome clothes so i had to jump back in sorry so i'm a little disheveled but i'm stuck no in our music no worries. so matt yes. uh while we're waiting for the other uh misfits to return uh i did want to mention to people if they're following us on social you know matt people can get free stickers i don't know if you've checked the, the email there's a lot of requests my friend there are. I'm got to. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, for anybody listening who's requested stickers, I'm a. I'm a little behind because I had to do some things over the weekend. So I'm gonna do them tonight. They'll be in the mail tomorrow, and you'll get them. Uh, also, I think there's a few people who've requested um, a few times. So we're gonna let those duplicates sit, so we can get the other people through their uh, first requests. But we'll hit you guys up who requested uh, some additional stickers eventually. I want to make sure we get them to everybody because, you know, I didn't order like 8,000 stickers. 
But um, anyway, if you do want stickers, please hit us up uh, on our socials. Just go to our link tree. There's a button right at the top to request uh, uh, free stickers. And uh, you can just send us your name, your address, the country you live in, and then I will mail them out. Uh, you just send that address. Kate, I do the rest. You do do the rest, buddy. Except you guys, all you have to do is pay shipping. The rest no, 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 no. The, the, what? Fake news, Kate. Don't be spreading that fake news. Uh, you just, uh, I, you just send me your address. I take care of the shipping anywhere in the world. I'll send them out. You can get a couple of these uh, stickers, these uh, V1 and these brand new V2 round stickers. I'll send you a couple of them in the mail. Nice little uh, note to accompany that. The Mark Order ones, like they're like they're kicks. <laughs> right. Uh, Mark Order V ones, and then we got the V twos. So uh, yeah, um, Matt was saying, Kate. I don't know if you heard. We have a uh, quite a few requests that came in. I'm going to send them out tomorrow. So keep your eyes peeled. And uh, I was saying, Kate, there's a couple people who I think have made duplicate requests. We're going to hold on those for a little bit. We got to make sure everybody gets some of their stickers first because I don't want to run out of these things. Hell yeah. Rob Humphrey asking if he can just come by your house and pick them up, which. No. Yes, of course. No. No. Mrs. Money will give you the address in the chat. (laughs) No. Uh, (laughs) If I know Mrs. Money, she's asleep by now, so she's probably not in the chat. Uh, And that's why I'm also going to get a P.O. box at some point. So I don't have to put my address on that. Um, But yes, so thank you to everybody who's requested. I'm sorry it took so long to get them out, but we'll get them out uh, tomorrow and you'll have your stickers. So thank you for the support. Um, Well, guys, Matt's gone. So uh, we get to do whatever we want now. Uh, we get to freestyle. Freestyle faux <laughs> show. Um, let's hope this works now because it froze me before. Ah, it did. It did work. Guys, I didn't think there were going to be rankings, but they gave us rankings. Ah. <laughs> let's run through the rankings real quick because then we're going to get to what everybody wants to talk about. Dynamite. So in the men's division, our champion, Hangman Adam Page, TNT champ, Scorpio Sky. Uh, number one ranked male, Sammy Guevara. Uh, I'm sorry, Sammy Guevara. Uh, then uh, Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. Thank you. Uh, followed by the Murderhawk, Lance Archer. Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. These are some odd rankings. Yeah, especially because sometimes when you drop the belt, you sometimes go to the bottom and you also might just be number one ranked. Right. Well, I mean, his record says one thing, right? I know he lost. Um, he is certainly not in line for a uh, a world championship title, uh, but he certainly wants that TNT title back. And after seeing what him and Tay did to it, boy, oh boy, I get why he wants it back. I just like... Why isn't Phil in here? Well, Phil, Why isn't we'll talk Daniel about in here. We'll talk about CM Pants. We'll get there. <laughs> I don't, don't know why it always makes me laugh when you call him CM Pants, but it does. It works. I'll take it. Tag division: Our champs are Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, followed by the Gun Club at number one. Top Flight two. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Ryan's giving me a look of disdain. Number one is the ass boys. 
There you Sorry. go. Uh, and then, every, you know, every time you say that, Dan Housen gets a nickel somewhere. <laughs> a human tooth. I mean, I'm glad that he gets it. He needs monies, human monies. He does. Uh, top flight number two, three, the Dark Order, Silver and Reynolds, four, the Acclaimed. Uh, hey, listen, the Acclaimed. And then five, uh, the top guys, FTR. Do you think FTR is no. going to beat the Briscoes at Supercard? Man, it would be amazing if they did and then they held two sets of titles that weren't the AEW titles. And we can certainly talk about that because some of that came up uh, in discussion tonight during the show. But that match can go either way, Kate. I don't think it'll be the last time we see those two teams wrestle each other for sure. Um, I'm just thinking with somebody at Warner not wanting the Briscoes anywhere near TV. Maybe they go over and... I mean, what they could do for an ROH tag picture is unreal to me. Like, I feel like they could do so much for developing tag teams if if ROH sure. is going to pivot to being their developmental. So I was thinking about that. I was like, man, maybe it is a one-off and maybe the Briscoes hand it to FTR and, and that's it. That's the ball game. You know, it it will be interesting to see kind of what happens at the supercard. And I know we're straying a little bit, but Matt's it, not it's, it's going to be, what's that? You're vamping. I'm vamping. Cause Matt's not here yet. Oh, I don't care about that. Um, don't let him know. I said that. Um, <laughs> no, I, I it's going to be interesting either way to see what happens, uh, how supercard shakes out. Right. Because there's so much ring of honor talent, but also, uh, AEW talent that, um, it, it truly is their restart, right? And TK has said, well, I don't know if he said it, but it, I definitely saw in that SI article that uh, Ring of Honor will continue as its own brand and will have its own show in some fashion, but nothing really more has been said about that. So it's going to be interesting to see how it um, how it all plays out at the Supercard and then moving forward. Uh, so I do th- like Kate, it can go either way for me. I think it's okay if the, if FTR won and then people who were in ring of honor were chasing, but I, I think it's really going to depend on what happens with ring of honor because some of that talent is not really signed moving forward to ring of honor, right? They're working this show and then it's sort of like, what's going to happen. Yeah. A lot of it is, I think. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, let's get to our women's division. Finally, Thunder Rose is our champ. TBS champ is Jade Cargill. Number one, Nyla Rose. Uh, two deep. Two deep. Three, Layla Hirsch. Uh, four, Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, D. M. D. Uh, and I tell you, I got her bobblehead. You what? You can find it. Number five. <laughs> uh, I know Ryan usually likes to stir it up. Uh, number five is Velvet. He's not stirring it up because he's not paying attention. But that's no. Okay. Your oh, audio oh, went goes. funky. I was just yeah, you... sorry. My shit. I told you guys. Uh, you guys weren't here, but I was telling Matt. Uh, he's in the middle of his read, and all of a sudden, uh, my Google Chrome goes uh, not responding. I was like, oh motherfucker. <laughs> So I had to like close it and jump back in. Matt so also likes to do the stirred up motion. 
Matt yes, loves to stir it up. There motion. he goes. He's stirring it. <laughs> Matt's stirring it up. Yeah, it buddy. was great to see him do it while he was trying to move his seat forward, too. <laughs> so I, I yeah. tried to do like a. I think I saw. I got a little. Where did that come from? Pro Wrestling Tees. All right. Shop AEW. Oh, you bought it. Bo- you not look like her head. No. Well, her head's not that big. That doesn't even well, look I like understand her face. it's not to scale, but that does not look like her face at all. It's number 281 of 300. 281 of 300. Wow. So Matt is one of 300 with that. Well, two, of two of 300. Of Excuse me. You no, got no, two Matt. Britt Baker bobbleheads. Yeah. I of keep course one in the box. he did. What's wrong with you? Oh my God. It is yeah. no cruise director, Mike. Thank you, Asian Joe. It's certainly oh, yeah. Not. Certainly not. I can tell you, though, that her fa- her face does not look like her face. Yeah, no, that's it's pretty bad. Doesn't look like it's it. not the worst. Um, it's not the worst, like, uh, face on oh, something. Oh, there's Chris. My best Mike. friend, Chris Director Mike. Oh, yeah. What's going on? A.W. Dynamite. That's entertainment. Influencer, it is entertainment. <laughs> He's an influencer. I can't wait. I don't to see like him. how well you two teamed up on that. Look, it's just a synergy with cruise director Mike and I. Guys, do you want to see? Since we were talking about how Britt Baker, um, do you think there's an Adam Cole one in the bobbleheads kiss? I mean, you can make them do whatever you want, Keith. Matt absolutely would make them kiss. Matt makes them do over-the-clothes stuff all the time. No, 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 no. Don't be weird. So you guys know, like we were saying, that face doesn't match. Have you guys seen Scarlet Witch, or I'm sorry, WandaVision or anything like that in the Marvel Universe? Okay, but you know, you know, uh, you know what she looks like, right? You know what her face looks like? No. Yes. Right? Uh, Okay, Ryan. Tell me if this this is a figure. Tell me if this figure that was created looks like uh, the Scarlet Witch's face. <laughs> Who is it? It's one of the Olsen sisters. I can't remember which one. It's Elizabeth Olsen. That literally looks like my face when I shit my pants inches from the toilet. You know on The Office when Will Ferrell gets hit with the basketball? <laughs> That's the same. That's wait, wait. Do me a favor. And go back to that last picture. You can even do that one. Does she have hard nipples? Yeah, she definitely has nips. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't even know how you see anything but the face. Well, once the face is bad, I start looking for all the other flaws, and I noticed that they made a doll with hard nips, which is just insane. Yeah, I, this is terrible. This she is a, the worst face. <laughs> she really does look like she just farted. This is the beginning of Shawn Michaels' eye. Like, she's going <laughs> to go on. They're going to start to drift. How do you do this as your scan? It's terrible. I don't Why it are we participating even look like... in figure talk? Can we move on to dynamite? Because this isn't really figure talk. This is like insanity. It's the lady spooktacular. This is terrible. It's really a bad sculpt. I don't even. I would love to know how long they worked on this. She's a Not cute long, gal too. Not long enough. No, it's bad. I just no, figured since we were talking about how bad that Britt Baker face had looked. Yeah, some of them are not. Uh, she, well, she didn't look like she had Down syndrome. 
No, well, I'm hoping the Eddie Kingston one looks nothing like the one they posted from like uh, Bully Ray, because that's who that looks like. (laughs) (laughs) It was not good, partner. No. Uh, All right, guys, let's talk about Dynamite tonight. Yeah, let's do it, buddy. Uh, We let off with uh, CM Punk and Max Caster. CM Shorts tonight. CM Trunks. CM Trunks. Yeah, Trunks, not Shorts. Excuse they me, listened CM last Trunks. week, and he was like, they need me in the trunks. Ant needs me in the trunks. So I was texting with CM Punk, and he was like, this one's for Ant. See? People listen to me. He's a good guy, that Phil. Well, he was like, I ran into Matt at the post office White Castle last week, and this week true. I'm wearing... Matt, any other odd dreams, or was that the last weird one? No, that was the last weird one I had last week. All right. Well... Anytime you want to talk about your dreams and we can look up what they might mean, we could certainly do that here. Oh, absolutely. Look, I don't hold anything back on either of the podcasts that I do. Clearly. Don't worry. All right. CM Trunks versus Max Caster. Uh, CM Trunks wins by submission with that Anaconda vice. Post-match, he's getting interviewed by uh, Tony Schiavone. And... um, uh, Skiavone said, what was that thing you were doing last week? That little uh, gesture you were making. And he says uh, to the crowd, you know what that means. Uh, before, fall. what was that, Kate? Were you doing a different gesture? I was doing oh, boy. Gesture. I was rolling dice. Sure you were. Because everybody rolls dice towards himself. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so Punk asked the crowd about the universal belt gesture before saying he doesn't know who's going to be the champ in, a, in about a week's time, but he knows there's a lot of gray in his beard and scars on his head. And before his time in AEW is over, he will be world champion. Kate, you're the resident uh, CM Trunk uh, Mark. Uh, what do you think of the match and his basically uh, his title, you know, proclamation? Yo, Listen. I thought this match was a solid opener. Uh, <laughs> the story here is mostly what happened after the match. I think Punk going for the title is going to be great. I think he's going to dethrone Hangman and turn heel, and we're going to get a summer of Punk. But either way, I think that program is going to hopefully make the Adam Page haters, not even haters, but the people that think his reign has not felt significant. Hopefully this will be like a nice story to dig into. Little things that I liked in this, um, I really, really liked that he acknowledged that Battle of the Belts was coming up. He said, I don't know who's going to have the strap. It could be uh, Adam Cole, or it could be, what he said, it could be looking down the barrel of some cowboy shit or something like that. Like, that was a really nice line, but I always appreciate it. down the barrel of a 45, 45. Sorry. You just got to plow through it, Kate. Just, just plow through it. I just feel so threatened that someone else is making worse puns than I am. Um, but I, I I always appreciate things like that when wrestlers acknowledge, like, that feels like a foregone conclusion, but, you know, either option is on the table. So I I thought the promo after was great. I think the punk heel turn is inevitable. I think he should do it as champion because he's a 43-year-old guy. Like, pull the trigger. Um, but match was fine. I'm excited to see him go for the belts. These one-offs have been serviceable until then for for Punk. I'm glad they're not like wearing out another MJF thing. Just let that move on for now. And uh, yeah, 
this was a, a decent start to the show. Well, uh, to juxtapose that, Matt, you uh, are uh, not a huge mark for Chicago mid-punk. Uh, uh, what did you think about the opener? I thought it was a good opener. I have a kind of a different... Um, a different idea. Now, hear me out here. Uh, so the opener was good. I like how we've gotten CM Punk the last two weeks wrestling dudes from tag teams. Uh, I think that's fun. I also like that he's winning with the Anaconda Vice because um, that's pretty cool. It's something different. Um, it kind of makes the GTS feel special when he when he busted out. Um, I like the idea of him going after the title, but I also think there's other people who... Uh, are going to go after that title. And I think maybe they're subconsciously setting up some kind of thing because he's winning with submissions, maybe him and and Brian Danielson, because uh, Danielson won with the LaBelle lock tonight, uh, and he's a submission specialist. And and at some point, I think we're going to get to the, you know, and we'll get into it when we get to the Brian Danielson match. Regal on commentary saying, when Excalibur said, I think he's one of the best, and Stephen Regal saying, one one you mean the best so i think I, the idea of him and page is fantastic i would love to see it but i think there's going to be a roadblock and if that happens to be brian danielson or maybe he brings out this kind of what eddie kingston brought out of punk but just a little more to then make that turn and have him go after page i would not be against that so i think that's what i would like to see but i like the opener uh Anytime you get to see these these young kids, Caster and Bowens, and, and and them go out there and have singles matches against someone like Punk or Danielson, I think it's a home run. High five, Kate. I'm oh, sorry. Do you think your next champion is MJF then? Because that's where my head goes if it's not. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm interested to see how this uh, Adam Cole, uh, Adam Page thing plays out. Um, and we'll get to that later too. I'm kind of all over the place. I don't want to jump ahead. I know we have a format, so uh, I will defer to Ryan. Ryan, what do you think of this match? Love that. Just throwing the ball away. Um, well, I don't want to fuck up the flow, man. No, it was it was, it was fine, but it was it was a good match. I do want to point out Max rhymed voiceless with moistless, and that was just I did not see that coming, so that made me laugh really hard. He obviously did the Will Smith joke, but after that, it was pretty funny. I like that it was Max and not Bowens in this match. I think Bowens is the better wrestler, but I think Max was the better for Punk for whatever reason. I think the, the uh, how do I want to say this? I think Bowens versus Punk would, I'd feel like I wanted to see more stakes to it than I do Max versus Punk. So for me, seeing Max just take a casual loss to Punk means nothing to me. Um, I am very interested to see where they go with uh, with Punk next because, like Matt said, you could easily go Danielson, you could go Page, you could, you could go Six of Voice. You could also go that Page loses the belt and then then Punk feuds with him. On you think Page is going to try to go for his uh, rematch or try to get back into the championship picture, and then Punk feuds with him on the way there and screws him out of getting it back. You know, there's, there's a lot of stories. I like that they're finally acknowledged. You have to acknowledge that Punk's been kicking ass and that he'll deserve a ch- championship shot. Otherwise, what are we doing? Uh, he does have a lot of gray in that beard, though. And as someone who's graying the beard, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I got it all 
it's starting to turn. I got, a lot, I got a lot of gray in my beard. I think yeah. it makes me look distinguished. <clears throat> sure, we'll go with that. Fuck you, man. Come on. No, we're going to go with that. Love. I am. We're going to go with that. That was crew, crew, sarcastic. Was that sarcastic? That was sarcastic. Thank you, Come Kate. On. Come Kate on, gets Kate. her usual spot on the couch for opening day. <clears throat> Fine. Um. Yeah, I thought that this was a, a nice opener, and, and I'm going to say this is the first of young talent taking the loss to uh, veteran talent that the loss was still a great showing for caster. I mean, <clears throat> we'll talk about some of these other matches coming up, but I mean, you know, I thought Max really showed what he could do in the ring with a guy like CM Punk. So it looked, it was good for me. And I think that uh, the post-match all made sense too, to kind of, I don't want to beat a dead horse here. There's so many different ways that this can go <clears throat> with the title picture. A lot of, as uh, one person on this show has said in the past, a lot of spoons in the porridge with people wanting title shots. So there are a lot of ways that they can work through this. So I'm excited to see where it goes. But after this match, <clears throat> it goes backstage to MJF and FTR being interviewed. And uh, while they're being interviewed, Smart Mark Sterling is posting photos of Wardlow on the wall because MJF doesn't want to talk about that or say his name. But uh, basically, he's barred from the arena. And Max says that the pinnacle's moving up and FTR are going to beat the ass boys. And Dax says he doesn't know what's going on between MJF and Wardlow, but he's friends with both of them and he's not really going to get involved. And MJF does try to say, hey, Wardlow talked shit on both you guys when you weren't around, but FTR is not really buying it. And MJF just kind of cuts to the finish and gives the pinnacle's catchphrase because they're always on top. So we're clearly uh, kind of lining up this Wardlow story still. But yes, Matt, I'd like your thoughts. Uh, it's not necessarily. Does it does the pin? Does it? I feel like we never got enough of the pinnacle for the pinnacle to be a thing. Am I the only one that feels that way? No, you're you're right. Uh, after the uh, feuds with um, the inner circle, it just kind of was there for a couple of weeks and then disappeared. They all kind of went on to do their own kind of single stuff, but they never really officially broke up. Right. So it was just kind of like, we thought that that's what was going on, uh, but it never officially blew up. And um, I think now they're trying to kind of blow it up officially. That's what it looks like. That was I just think. Like... Oh, sorry. Kate. Oh, I was just going to say that. I feel like Tony Khan in his head has these ideas of like, things can peter out without us being so demonstrative to the audience. I know he's kind of said things like that in interviews before where, you know, have to have some blow up, like it can just fizzle out. And then I think he found that that might not be as true as he was hoping, because when you constantly have people coming to other people's defense and then nobody comes out anymore, like you can't just have that fizzle out. Right. So I think now that's why we've gotten like an official inner circle bro blow up and why you're going to get an official pinnacle blow up as well. Yeah. I mean, I think most people like resolution, right? Like you don't kind of like those dangling threads, right? You kind of want to pull it until the whole sweater comes undone. Huh? If huh? you want. No, no, no. That wasn't a call to sing. That wasn't a call to oh, sing. Oh, oh, oh. 
Um, the thread as I walk away. As I walk Okay, so uh, moving on from this backstage interview. Tim being naked, lying on the floor, lying on the floor. I've come undone. I wouldn't have went that far, but you muted me. You guys wonder why it takes four hours to get through one show. I don't wonder anymore. <laughs> no. Matt, were you gonna you gonna add something there? You look like you were gearing up. It wasn't okay. me. It wasn't okay. me. I didn't do it this time. Okay. All right, Shaggy. Uh we go from this to Jay Lethal versus John Moxley. And uh we open up with Lethal offering a handshake, but Moxley doesn't want to shake hands. Let's cut to the end of this match. Moxley wins by pinfall with a paradigm shift. Post-match, Moxley does offer a handshake. And Lethal is upset, hesitates, but he does shake hands. Uh, so they keep doing some of this uh, Ring of Honor stuff, right? This old school Ring of Honor and want to shake hands before the match, shake hands after the match. So it's just interesting to see them kind of run that through here. They did it a couple weeks ago. That We see it again tonight with some of these Ring of Honor guys. Um, but listen, I thought this match was, uh, was pretty good. Jay Lethal, another good showing and a lot of people uh, to me, good showing from Jay Lethal. And, um, I think a lot of people out there, I've seen a bunch of people saying like, Jesus Christ, can Jay Lethal win something? But this is the second match of the night where you have a guy and he's not a young talent, two veteran talents here, but in the loss, I thought Jay Lethal looked great. He put on a great match and to me. The loss doesn't necessarily hurt him. People on TV can see what he can do. I think he's going to get a little more, you know, time in like Ring of Honor if they allow him to spend some time there. But I thought this was a fun match. Good showing by both these guys. Um, Ryan, what did you think of this match? It was a good match. I mean, listen, Lethal can wrestle regardless of his other issues. You have to acknowledge the man can wrestle in the ring. I do think he might end up being an ROH person um, just because why not you have the history there. It seems so natural. He, there's not as much room for him in AEW. So move him over. Um, and so I thought this was a real good match. I love, obviously I'm loving the story being developed between Mox Danielson and all that. So anything that furthers that the interesting thing about the handshake afterwards was just kind of like who offered it and who almost turned it down. Because if you really think about it, Lethal's the ROH guy, so he should be the handshake one. So there is a little bit of uh, intrigue there. But overall, I mean, it was a solid match. Again, no matter how the, the guy has his other issues, I, I'm not going to get into that again. But if we're just looking at in-ring skill, the guy can wrestle. So it was it was an entertaining match. Uh, Gordon Post wants to know, has Lethal ever won on TV? He's won on the dark Dark Elevation series. No, he has a TV win too, but I forget against two. It was early on. It was probably when he came in like his first couple matches. Yeah. I'm going to look that up while Kate tells us about this match. (laughs) It was fine. Um, I don't know what lethal is outside of a serviceable hand at this point. I think ROH would be something that's really good for him. I think they're still hesitant to Push him, push him because of the blowback of uh, his signing when everybody was reminded of the allegations. So I think they're like putting their toe in the water, but seeing how far they can go. 
I don't need him in this uh, Blackpool Combat Club thing, though. Like, I want Wheeler Yuta for sure. I don't need Lethal in it. Um, I'm not that, like, intrigued by him. He puts on really solid in-ring matches, but I just, like, I don't know. It, I don't I don't need I don't need him doing anything more than that in in my opinion like he's putting on good matches I don't feel like um he's a champion I hate to say that about my my jersey guy but I think ROH would be a really good place for him to go back but he kind of talked a bunch of shit on his way out so we'll see <laughs> what happens is it possible that um, <clears throat> the frustration leads to some sort of heel turn for Jay Lethal and then he starts to, you know, get maybe a little more violent, a little more reckless? I don't understand yeah. why someone who people were already not rooting for isn't a heel now. But yeah, I think that could be. I mean, the crowd was pretty, pretty loud for him tonight. I mean, they were loud for both these guys. The crowd seemed into it. But. Well, they had the dueling chance. I feel like. When he came out, it was not a loud pop at all. But then when the match picked up, it definitely did. Definitely did. Uh, also, my Reese, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, also, that bulldog choke is just such a cool move. I love seeing that finisher. Um, and this one was great, as always. It's just, it looks so violent and real. I really like that. Uh, Kyle K. Sparks is in the same boat as me. Uh, my research shows no lethal has not ever won on dynamite or rampage only on dark and elevation fair enough he Good. had a great match against starks on rampage which felt maybe like yeah way, but he lost yeah i feel like all his television matches have been good good showings he's just not getting the win yeah well i think he is a victim of changes um obviously you hear changes you hear Ring of Honor is uh, I've been more impressed if you belted out uh, Judas Priest's victim of changes, Ryan Schlong. Um Look it up. He, I don't know that all off the top of my head, so I can't. Ring of Honor was going under or the future was uncertain. He signed with AEW um, on an already loaded ro- I mean, dude could wrestle. This match tonight was fucking dynamite. Um, now, here's the thing. Is the handshaking thing a ring of honor thing or is it uh whatever fucking the foot soldier clan or whatever the fuck they're calling themselves is it their thing i it's thought their the... thing was slapping their yeah. thing does seem more slapping and punk has done it but if you think punk is going there that would indicate that too i feel like they did it a ton on the pay-per-view they did it a lot at revolution everybody was shaking hands but i think that was just because the announcement was fresh but uh that's a good question. I feel like it's an old school like homage to the the roots of AEW having mostly been in ROH, but I would kind of like it if it was a Blackpool Combat Club. Black no, I like to slap better. Well, the slap is Regal's. The slap is not anybody else's but William Regal's. And so, William Smith's. I'm sorry, Kate. Uh he's a lord. It's Lord William Regal. Please excuse me. Actually, I thought it was Lord Stephen Regal. Lord Stephen William Regal. Lord William Stephen. He was, when he I know, was he's the guy who's slapping the shit out of everyone. When he was a lord, he was Lord Stephen Regal. He was a blue blood. He had sure. Earl Robert of Eaton with him, and he had William, aka Bill Dundee, with him. He was a man's man in the WWE, and then he was Stephen Regal 
Never He's Lord. Stephen Regal. And then when he became the GM, he was William Regal. Well, they're calling him Lord William Regal. Well, that's farce. Well, no, he's been lorded as William Regal. It's fine. He was lorded as Stephen Regal. Maybe well, now he's been lorded as William Regal. Let's all talk at once. It's great for lords. I'm very Who passionate about my lords. Are you? Yes. You What's like your number one lord? Oh, yeah. Good question. Ooh. Top five lords. <laughs> you had to well, go on bluff on that one. Humongous. The musician lord. Nah, she doesn't make the list. What? I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. She doesn't make the episode list, of South Park though... where we're we're uh I am <laughs> Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say she doesn't make your list even though it's it's really uh, uh Randy. Bad. Randy Marsh. Yeah, no, that the Randy makes the list. Lord Steven is clearly towards top. Uh Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, nowhere well, on there. If you sweet Lord. Way. <laughs> uh, that Lord Bishop of Blackburn. I don't know who that is. It's Julian Henderson. He's been there since 2013. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I didn't expect my bluff to get called. Okay. <laughs> well, we've only uh, got three. Uh, Rob Humphreys. Lord Alfred Hayes. Oh, my Come goodness. On, <sighs> Cheat if you got to. We should have taken that one. Oh, oh boy! I, I liked the match. I thought it was really great. Wait, Kevin from the, the from the Monday Show nailed it. Lord Zed from Power Rangers. There I you go. I don't know my Rangers. So there's a variety of lords. There's a lot of lords out there. Go, uh, go, match was fantastic. Go. I think Lethal is a is a super talented dude. Um, I guess go back to ring. I really don't know. I I would love to say. He should go to Ring of Honor. Lord Voldemort, great call. Marky Mark, kayfabe. Um, but I don't know what Ring of Honor is going to be. You know, like, is it the lesser of two evils? Is he just going to go there and do jobs for, like, I don't know, whoever's – I don't know what's – I don't know the future. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pissed now. Yes. <laughs> That's an all-time madism. I don't know. It's, like, my favorite. <laughs> that's the question with we were the, you guys were talking about FTR earlier with them in, in ROH it all depends on what they want ROH to be and how separate from AEW and like if they're going to keep it completely separate you probably could use a guy like him in there though because you're going to need some established names especially early on to read <laughs> to get you back into this so we'll see well, neither do I. It's a strong showing from uh, both guys in this match. <laughs> we do get a hype reel after this uh, around Mar- uh, Marina Shafir. Uh, yes. We could talk about a little bit about Marina Shafir as the night moves on. But the next match in the night, the Ass Boys, also known as the Gun Club. I'm glad I could have. I can. I've contributed ten cents to the Danhausen Fund tonight. By the way, you really have. Yeah. Uh, versus FTR. Um, and as we go through this match, um, a couple things to call out. Um, 
Uh, MJF joins on commentary. FTR didn't seem to know that that was happening. They were a little taken aback by that entrance. Uh, during the commentary, I also enjoyed how um, MJF said, uh, don't bring up what's his name. I, I don't think he said his name. He said, but don't bring him up. And they were talking about Wardlow. Uh, and then somebody mentioned CM Punk. Uh, and he said, can we not mention his name ever while I'm here either? Thanks. Uh, so clearly that stuff is not all done. Uh, and then during the match, um, Wardlow uh, comes into the arena and he starts to beat up security, makes his way down to the floor and he's trying to work his way up the ramp, but security gets him and he gets taken away. So he doesn't get close to MJF tonight, but Wardlow does uh, make an appearance. Uh, and as we get to this match, some shenanigans as uh, Billy Gunn is trying to help out his boys can't get it done though. FTR does win by pinfall with the big rig on Austin Gunn. And then post match, uh, MJF go to the ring. Uh, F, uh, MJF goes to the ring and FTR and uh, him kind of bicker over Wardlow. Um, Dax is pretty much saying Wardlow's my boy. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they raise hands and that's the end of that. So uh, FTR working his faces here. Uh, as we're kind of going into the second week of face work from FTR. Is that weird to anybody? Rob Humphrey says FTR working as a face team seems weird. Is that weird for anybody else? Uh, Matt, let's go to you first. You're shaking your head no. No, I don't think it's weird that they work as a face team. There's no outside of Jurassic Express. Who's the other face team? Right? Who's another face tag team? Top Flight. The Hardys. Right, they just, they just showed up though, you know. Like, yeah, we don't have a lot of face tag teams. Uh, the storyline's there, and you're catering to a fan base who fucking loves professional wrestling. And these guys, fucking after what Dax did last week with Punk, and now like, like this, this just feels like the natural course, like the breakup with MJF, like them being super. I thought them being annoyed when he came out, and then them being extra annoyed after the match with him being like Wardlow's our boy like too like you gotta stop it with this shit and they like kept pushing him away and you know he's like right. taken back by it uh, I liked it I also and I know Kate's gonna hate this uh, mm -hmm. and I, I might hate myself for saying this I on paper this was like ugh, I know who's gonna win and I don't give a shit about the ass boys but I really thought they did a decent job tonight I hate I, I I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow and regret this. If Kate's going to send me a nasty text message at two o'clock in the morning, damn you for the ass. I, look, they're not my, I'm not buying a fuck. I'm not running the pro wrestling tees. I'm buying an ass boys t-shirt, but I thought they did a great job. And, and, you know, Billy being there helps. Cause it's like, you know, you know, they, I could do without the, the gunning and the pointing at the cocks, but whatever. I thought in ring, they were a serviceable tag team against, FTR. I don't think they should have been ranked number one in the rankings, but I enjoyed the match very much. Kate, your response? Please don't. Uh, just, I hate Matt and everything he stands for. No, <laughs> I agree with him on the in-ring part. I just would rather that opportunity go to somebody like a top flight. I know they're working kale, but just in general, I'm saying like Bear Country, like top flight. Like I just have more intrigue in them because I feel like those teams have a higher ceiling. So it would just make me more excited to see them on my screen. Um, but I don't really have complaints with them as workers. The gimmick is cheesy and stupid. Uh, and I don't think 
I think FTR could have a tag match with like me and Buster and it would be great. Like they're just so ridiculously good. Dax Harwood, especially like not to take anything away from cash Wheeler, but what a, a special performer Dax Harwood is from every aspect of it, especially the ring psychology standpoint. Like he's always doing something clever that I haven't thought of. Um, Oh, I thought my takes ran Matt off screen and I was like, I mostly agreed with you. Why are you? No, no, I was trying. <laughs> I, was Tennessee's and I was trying to be like kind of professional because there's people watching. I didn't want them to watch me do my yell sneeze. Uh, what that's fair. That's that's, fair. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm glad you're you got it out of your system. But I, I mostly agree with sneeze. you. That the... it, was a, it was a falsely. Those are the worst because you know it's coming and then you can't sneeze because you've acknowledged that it's the worst. But anyway, I agree with Matt on the in-ring part. I just would rather see more from other tag teams. And I think you'll I think you'll get that in time. I think know? so too, especially with ROH now. Like I feel like some are gonna go down and develop. And and to our point earlier, if you've been listening since we started, thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening in podcast form. Um like like I don't want it to be like Oh, we have this tag team. Let's just throw them out there and give them like I'd rather there is at least a story to this, not one that I was super excited for, but at least there's a story. Like if you're just gonna throw Bear Country out there, like yeah, you know, like give me a, I want a little meat on the bone. I don't want a WrestleMania situation where you're just throwing fucking tag teams out there because you know the we got them, we're paying them, give them something to do, pal. Goddamn pal. Oh weird place for Vince to show up. I know it was, he's everywhere. but it was definitely him. Look, as much as you don't like it, he's in your soul. Okay. Like okay. adrenaline? Vince McMahon in the soul. Doesn't like sneezes. He's in control. Nailed it. So long. What did you think of the match? <laughs> I enjoyed the match. Um, FTR, listen, FTR is the best tag team in in the world, or at least one of the top you know, three tag teams in the world. Anyone, you know, everyone has their favorites, but unlike Kate and more like Matt, I enjoyed the ass boys being part of this. Listen, I don't want them being heavily featured in storylines. I don't want them going for the titles anytime again soon, but for something like this, where they were kind of the side story through the whole thing, the bigger story is FTR turning face MJF and Wardlow, the whole thing. You didn't use a team that, you do like if you used a bigger team or a better team, it almost degrades them a little bit, almost takes them down a notch. By using the ass boys, no one's like, Oh, you know, no one worries about that. They're already at that level, so no one cares. So I, I think they're perfect for that. They're very hateable, which makes it easier to turn FTR um face. And they are kind of like in some ways the antithesis of FTR, where like they got, I mean, I actually think they put, you know, are funny and I've come to like them through dark, but I can see how the perception is they're there because of their dad. They're that, you know, they don't have, they haven't put in the work and all that. So it's perfect for what they're trying to do. I love the story of having Wardlow come out during the middle of the match and FTR being pissed, not at Wardlow, but at MJF because he would have never come out had MJF not been there. Like that is intelligence. Wrestlers rarely are allowed to show. Most of the time they have to act dumb and be like, I'm just going to be mad at this guy because that's the way it's supposed to be. So to actually have like intelligence there and be like, no, 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 this is all MGF's fault. I love it. What makes me wonder though is 
they've up until this point, MJF has always had a plan. So he's got to be seeing the turn of FTR. What is his plan going to be? Because you know he's got one. So I'm very curious to see where he goes from there. Yeah, their interactions I thought were pretty cool on this. Also about Wardlow, I do find it funny whenever, and I know this is just a wrestling buy-in thing, but like, oh, Wardlow's coming where this camera crew just happens to be with 12 security guards. (laughs) Those spots are always so ridiculous, but they also kind of pop me because it's just wrestling. You know what? Sorry, man, I, I want to hear point, but to Kate's thing, I don't want to forget it. There's one thing they could say would make that make so much more sense. We have cameras by the entrances in case Wardlow makes an appearance. Then it makes sense. All you have to do is one line, and you've addressed that ridiculousness. That's a great call, Ryan. Also, don't forget, I like your point about MJF having a plan. There is, he did have, there's a relationship with him and Andrade. And it could be Sean Spears. Like, it could just be MJF and Sean Spears versus FCR at some point. Like, not for a super long program, but, like, that's enough to acknowledge the division. And Sean Spears is his fucking goon, so. <laughs> I think Anthony. he's been hilarious as the accountability buddy. He's great. Anthony, Anthony, thoughts on the match? No one ever asks you. I thought I said I, I enjoyed this match. Um, <clears throat> I also tune you out a lot because you're usually being true the to me. Yep. Um, oh, private chat. What? Oh, wait. Let's see what it says. Peeing again? Oh, man. I called it. I didn't even look at it. Anyway. She should sell um, that on the internet. She should be bottling it. Um, yeah, I like this match a lot. Again, I thought that the uh, the ass boys. Oh, what I miss? Ryan, you guys about- said you should sell it and bottle it. It really, for whatever reason, viscerally affected me. And I don't usually get oh. that way, but that, oh. that for some reason got me. My bad. I missed it. Um, yeah, I mean, um, listen, I think the story they're telling, uh, they're telling here among the whole group is, was really played out well during this match. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm on, I'm on the same page as you guys with the, the ass boys. I think they had a good showing here tonight. I don't want to see them involved in every storyline, but they're so annoying um, that they seem to fit into some of these stories just because of how annoying they are, right? Like, they were so annoying tonight during this match. And they they almost won a couple times with some, some you know, uh, some shenanigans. So, you know, they're working the heel angle right. And I think I think another important thing that maybe we look over, regardless of how you feel about them, they get a reaction. People fucking, yeah. you know, look... Anything's better than the, the fans sitting on their hands. So, you know, if you send them out, people are going to chant ass boys at them. They're going to be ridiculous in the ring. That's just going to make people fucking harass them more with ass boys. So I get it. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> this whole thing works with them uh, and now they'll move on to something else. So I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. My favorite one of my favorite lines in commentary after everything was settled. Uh, Shivani goes, I hate to say this, but security. Tonight of all nights, why? <laughs> like, you actually had to stop him. Uh, I just, I love it. Uh, yeah, poor guy so. that the, the poor guy that took the power bomb on the popcorn table and it didn't break. Oof. Well, that's well, that's the worst classic, thing that could happen. Classic AEW tables don't break. <laughs> yeah, so working couple, tables, brother. So a couple comments from our uh, our, our list viewers. Kyle K. Sparks, the guns are perfectly set, serviceable, and with some patience, they may turn into something. That is how I feel. 
I think if you watch them on dark, you're seeing their elevation where they get to be more of their personality. And I think it's really helpful. Asian Joe has a good point tattoo is they're basically the heel varsity blondes, yeah. which really works like a team that's going to go take a loss when you have the bigger when you don't want a, a team you're trying to work with lose. And then finally, oh, that, not well, that's true, too. But um, <clears throat> if your plan is Sean Spears, then you can you really be said to have had a plan at all from Kyle K. Sparks? Very true. He would not be my uh, my go to plan. Listen, I don't know why they ever ended the whole glove thing with Sean Spears. That was a great gimmick. They should have let it play out. He was with Tully. You know, it made sense, but it is what it is. Spears is just kind of going to hang around now. It took him a while. I agree, because he had that and it was starting to work. They left it, and that took a really long time again for him to find something, which he's done very well as the accountability, but that is a long gap from, like, was doing the glove gimmick, joined the pinnacle, lost the glove gimmick, did nothing for the longest time, and now has something again. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we'll see what happens with Spears. Maybe he doesn't stick around, right? Maybe they just let it go. Uh, Matt, something you want to share? Yeah, Marky Mark Hayfabe. I am the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's from fucking Botchamania. I think it's like the French announcing table. There's like something on wwe tv and they're putting somebody through a table and the announcer just yells like i am the table <laughs> and i do remember seeing that on Bunch oh shit i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry all good uh oh. so moving on from this we do get a little hype reel between uh will hobbs and keith lee uh they're uh setting up for a match on rampage this week which will be your main event on rampage on friday night uh so if you're not watching the pay-per-view or something else that should be fun. Um, we come back with the Jericho Appreciation Society promo. Uh, and Jericho says that uh, they've been the revolutionary force in sports entertainment for the past three weeks. He's had everybody talking about him wanting to be part of the JAS, but there's only five of them. And if you want to join, you can GFY. Love it. Uh, I also loved Garcia in his Kangol hat, just looking so annoying. Um, and I love that they were also uh, talking about, uh, he talked about how they future endeavored uh, the Dark Order, Silver and Reynolds last week, and how they took out Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. And that's when Angelo Parker uh, asked uh, Matt Menard to peek behind the curtain, but there's nobody there. And then he says, uh, hey, Jake, why don't you check over there? And Jake says, uh, yeah, you know, they're not going to be here because we, you know, took care of that. And then basically uh, Ortiz, Santana, and Kingston are there. Mad ball in the face. And now we're brawling all over, um, eventually getting into the ring. Um, you know, uh, they start to uh, get the upper hand with numbers. Kingston uh, is able to uh, or is getting whipped uh, with the belt in the ring. And basically the beatdowns on in the Jericho Appreciation Society are standing strong because that's entertainment, folks. So clearly this isn't over. Uh, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz are still looking for retribution here. Um, while I like this segment and I love this, I love this angle. Here's the one thing that I really want to end. I want to end Santana and Ortiz being somehow tied to Jericho and to move off into the rest of this division. 
Like, I want them to move on. I don't know if you guys agree. I know we have to resolve this, and there's a lot of there's a lot of noise in the tag division right now. We'll talk about some more of it as we move on in the night, but I just really want Santana and Ortiz to get the fuck away from Jericho and move on to other stuff. Uh, and I think eventually when we when this is blo- when we see the blow off to this, because I think you're going. I would like to see them bring in Homicide and 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 Hernandez to team with Kingston and Santana and Ortiz and do war games with this um, and then move past it. Um, this was way too fucking long for me tonight. This was, this was, and look, I, I'm not mad. Santana and Ortiz are in a program with Jericho. That's, that's huge. You know, the same thing can be said for Garcia. We saw what it did for Sammy. Um, and Santana and Ortiz being with with Jericho, so this is only helping elevate uh, these teams. But I I just this went on for way too long, man. Like the, the, I don't. It was just too, you know. I'm waiting. I get you want the heels to stand tall. I get it, right? Because the the people are coming back every week to see the faces get their revenge. But man, this fucking went on forever. And I was kind of like punched out of it by the time Floyd got involved. And I was just like, whatever, I don't care. The belt is looks painful as shit, but I'm good, man. Like end this. And I feel like for me, I can't speak for you guys or anyone watching or listening. This is like, I, I just always have the same complaint about, I feel like anything that that Jericho's involved in. I felt this way about the inner circle, the inner circle meetings, the inner circle shit with, with the pinnacle, the inner circle versus the, like, it's just fuck it. Like my rant right now, it's just long and stupid. (laughs) Kate, Matt's been ranting the whole time you've been away. Good for him. That's what I did last week about the women. So if you want to, if Jericho is what's under your skin, that's fine. Like, um, I wouldn't have been mad if when they pulled the curtain back, they beat up the Jericho Society and they just ran away like chicken shit heels and Santana and Ortiz and Kingston stood there like we got the upper hand. And then Jericho could be like, we're, we're afraid of you. Our limo, the meter was running on our super expensive sports entertainment limo or some dick's not thing that he says. Meanwhile, back in the sports entertainment limo. <laughs> it's <laughs> not thing he says um i agree with you i think that's also that's a product of them having so many stables right like we get a lot of shit that drags on and you're right jericho does seem to be a persistent thing in that they don't seem to know how to take weeks off from what he's doing like i feel like a lot of the other stuff we don't have shoved down our throat every single week but with jericho for some reason we do um in this case, I think it actually kind of feeds into the gimmick, which <laughs> for me as a fan, like actually works out kind of well. But I think this was supposed to be like Eddie Kingston coming back or whatever. But it, yeah, it feels a, a little flat all around. Like I, I like what Jericho's doing a lot more than what he was doing. Like this, I think fits much better. I think his strength is always looking at what's out there and adapting it, even at fifty years old, right? And the biggest heel to AEW fans is sports entertainment. I said that a couple times. So I, I like what he's doing. I just feel like some breathing room would be helpful here. 
but it's okay sorry i wasn't sure um so i agree with that they could use the time to you that jericho gets every week to do something with some other roster members that they're not using right now um but i guess they figure you know i'm assuming they pay him a lot maybe they're just trying to justify always having him i i don't know what i was really hoping for was not hager to be the one to discover lax i wanted Menard to do it because I feel like he would have added a, a comedic twist to it, which would have really made me laugh, but instead they had Hager do it. What I did not like about this entire section was the way the fight reversed at the end. We've seen the, the JAS beat down these guys before. We don't need to see it again. Like let now let, you know, for, for lack of a better term, LAX, let, let them get the upper hand on this one. You didn't have to reverse and end it with the scene we've already End it with a scene we've already seen, but yeah, and it was something we've already seen. You could have very easily just kept going the way we are. Now, maybe they're setting up LAX, bringing in some help, you know, maybe homicide or someone comes back in to, to do a quick little run here. Nothing long term, but just something to, to equal the odds. I don't know. I just, that really let me, I was okay with everything up until they flipped it. And then I was like, what the hell? In terms of your question about Santana and Ortiz getting away from Jericho, I agree to a point, except. They're clearly not ready for them to have the tag titles yet for whatever reason. So at least this keeps them in a major story. Like they're relevant. I get it. I just wish that. Uh, I don't know what Matt's pointing to. Nelly uh, the mouse <laughs> and it removed Kate from the stream. Oh, oh, um, I thought you were pointing to your, no. you know, your pants. Maybe you pooped your she pants. Is. No. He has been known to do that, and that's a very good point. Really? Yeah. He would have got up and run, though, and duck walk to the bathroom, perhaps. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, Ryan. Uh, it's just like I would like to see Santana Ortiz do some actual tag work, you know, in some matches, not just have to do these beatdown segments every 100%. week. 100%. 100% on that. You know, I'm not in disagreement. This did go way too long. Uh, but I get what they're trying to do. And to Matt's point about, you know, maybe homicide. <laughs> like, is, I'm sorry. Matt was making faces and I was like, is he making fun of me or playing bongos on Nelly? It's bongos on Nelly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, uh, to Matt's point, maybe they're, they're going to bring homicide in and, and, you know, some other help. And that's why we get this again. But I think we need to take a break on it. We've seen this, uh, We've seen this now uh, over the past two weeks or three weeks now. I think maybe we pause it for a week and get something else on television. Regardless, moving on in the night, Jade Cargill is being interviewed backstage. And Smart Mark Sterling says they had two options for her 30th opponent. And he picked the most prestigious, the librarian, Leva Bates. But Jade is unhappy about the idea of the 30th being a joke win. And Sterling says they have to go with option two, which is Marina Shafir. Um, Marina Shafir. Uh, so Jade Cargill says that she'll fight her. She's going to take care of her baddie section while he sets it up. So, um, yeah, I don't know why we should. I mean, I've seen Marina Shafir on their programming, like on Dark and stuff like that. I don't know why we should be excited about this for a 30th match. 
in my opinion, this is too green against somebody who's still green in Jade. So I don't know how to feel about this. I wish it was somebody else. But Kate, what are your thoughts? I'm going to sit back and give you 40 minutes to get this off your chest. Thank you. We will only go till 3 a.m. Eastern today. No, I just... Uh, Marita Shafir, I think, is is great. I just... She has in no way been made to feel important at all on our screen, right? She hasn't been on TV, and she uh, isn't ranked, so none of it makes sense at all. Um, so it's, it's hard to be excited about it. Like, she's not even... I would rather Willow or Trisha Adora or Jody Threat or someone, um, if you were going to go the free agent route, like at least get someone else that's out there that has some buzz around them. Cause I don't think Marina really does. Uh, but I mean, I, I, I don't know how to get excited about it when she hasn't been on TV, like how does that feel like less of a joke win than leave a Bates? Like neither of them have been on my television. So, uh, I, I just, just fucking lame to me. Like <laughs> why and, not, uh, why not do Paige Van Zant here? Yeah, no, I listen, I agree. And I think that's green too. To Kyle K sparks point. Uh, you could have said the same thing. Green versus green about Jade versus Anna J that match slapped. Uh, I think I Anna J. I think Anna J. had a little more experience than Marina Shafir. I could be no, no. Anna Marina Shafir's no. been around. She's not green. Well, but she hasn't been know. on my TV though. Like I just don't. She's been on my TV. I yeah, mean, but they got to stop assuming that shit, man. Like they've got to yeah, just stop. But, like but you're arguing them bring in Willow or Trish Dora. You're assuming people have seen them. Well, I think. I mean, I'm I'm assuming those are people that are going to be on the ROH roster, so there's at least like a little bit of synergy there. But but they're, I, but, the, but think... they are they've been trying to get Marina like something in AEW. Like she walks out to dark with an entrance and music. That means you're not just she wins. Okay, she doesn't so my lose. suggestion of Willow sucks. Then it should be somebody that has been built up on my television. It should be somebody who's ranked. Like it, it's just it's more of the same crap to me. Like of them just it's a it's literally nothing more than a lack of caring why do you have rankings if you're not going to use them and like what is I, it's hard to care about someone that's not on my screen on either of your programs she hasn't been on rampage and she hasn't been on i would rather see like a, a quick snap program where ruby soho comes back again for some reason give me a reason or whatever like i don't know it, it just put them on my tv so i can give a shit it's it's not rocket science just put a woman on television to build a program. But I'll even say this. I've seen a few of Marina's matches on the darks. Um, it's nothing that I'm like, I've got to see this person on TV. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's, you know, that that's it for me. Like I haven't seen her do anything in on the darks that I'm like, she needs to be on television or I need to see her in some sort of picture this will be her first exposure and she won't win. If they let her win, that would be a shock, but they won't. So, right. you know, I just don't, I don't get it. I think there's potential for this to fail. I, I just don't think it's going to work, but hopefully I'm wrong. 
uh, Schlong, you've probably been the one to see most of Marina Shafir. Like I said, I've seen some of it, not all of it. Um, does this match excite yeah, you? I was, yes, I was very excited when I heard her name. She's got a violent style. I really appreciate it. I think she looks like a total badass. They've been doing great work with her on Dark. I understand your point, Kate, of like put someone ranked, but they've built no one up, and they're using the T, uh, TBS title the same way they use TNT, which is open challenge. Can cover from anywhere. Eddie Kingston, Ricky Starks, these guys who were not in the company, who had really no buzz about them when they brought them in. You know, they've been trying. I know you say they can't assume, but they do get hundreds, you know, three hundred thousand viewers to watch a Marina Shafir match on Dark. So at least they know some of their audience will be familiar with her. I think she'll put on a good match with Jade, and I think they've been clearly setting up the fact that some that that they've been very carefully picking her opponents. And someone's gonna come out who she didn't pick, and I don't. It could be on the roster. It could be some. It could be anyone from outside. I don't care anything about. But the clearly thirty-one, in my opinion, is gonna be someone she didn't pick, and that's gonna be the big match. And they've been setting that up with letting her pick her own opponents, which is not something a lot of other people do. So, I think that's been. A, I actually think that's been a really well written story. I think the Leva thing was funny because she's one of the few wrestlers you could do that to and not have it be insulting because she does a ton of other stuff in the back. But I think the whole point has just been like, to me, they're helping build Marina because it's like Smart Mark is scared. He's like, I don't like, yes, she's better than choosing someone else, but she's still not someone I want you going against. I, I don't know. I, I, I saw this as a, I see this as if we're going to use the TBS the same way we use the TNT, I see no difference in doing this than when Ricky Starks came in. I also. To the point, uh, Matt, I'll get to you in a second here. It's like you I just, Natalie to jump up. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I also, I, I agree with what some people are saying in the chat. Like, well, you know, it didn't help that. Don't the... steal my thunder, bro. Okay, go ahead, Matt. God damn, man. How do I know what you're going to say? Sitting go here ahead. playing with Nelly, listening to everybody. Please. Go ahead. Go ahead. Steal my thunder, Kyle. Yeah, we always want to know what you think, and then Matt just steamrolled you. Because you were going to read what Kyle said. Uh Oh, Nelly doesn't know Buddha's in the other room. I got to keep an eye on this. Hold on. Okay, so then I'm going to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me punch out for a second. Okay. (laughs) So I wasn't going to read everything Kyle K. Spark said, but you know, some he did make a point like. This is the first time on TV they've done any sort of hype reel or package for Marina. Like, can't they, little- couldn't they have? But but couldn't they have hyped her up a little bit in prior weeks to say like you got to check her out on Dark? Like you should be watching her because she's the next big thing. Like when Rosa came in, they did. That okay, but her. how many hype reels did Ricky Starks get? He got one too. It is literally the TNT title just severe, but people knew who Ricky Starks was. Like Ricky had hype. I didn't. I had absolutely no idea who Ricky Starks was. Okay, well, I don't know. The entire men's division isn't fucking lacking anything, so maybe there's some leniency with that. I just whatever. I'm so fucking tired of talking about the stupid division. I'm so sick of it. (laughs) So you you want we need new stars, right? We need to make new people. This is a shot to make a new star with Marina Shafir. Is she going to be the AEW world champion? No, but is she a viable opponent for Jade Cargill? Yes. To Kyle's point, 
I don't know if you talked about it because I had to go make sure there was no fucking Wrestle War 95 in my bedroom. Um, I think they dropped the ball running a vignette at 8.30. For... Also, did anybody else find it weird and unfinished? I felt like it was like just getting started and then it stopped. It was like, oh, okay, I guess that's our video package. It felt very short and weird to me. Like it, like they were like, gotta wrap it up or something. It was. It felt to me. It was played at the wrong time. That could be. Shouldn't it. you have played? It shouldn't you have played that at like nine thirty or something right after they announced the match? Like you don't. Pl- that's where I did have an issue. You don't play it before the match is announced. You play it after to be like because they hadn't decided she was coming yet. See, I find that hard to believe. But I'm I'm in agreement. I felt that that package was out of place. I would have done it after they announced it to give you insight as to who Marina Shafir was. Or, Matt, I said this while you had stepped away. Like Kyle said, you know, run vignettes for for prior weeks. Like, hype her up that you should be checking her out on Dark. You know, she's the next big thing. But they didn't. they haven't done any of that. I guess that's part of it was Ricky Starks was coming in from outside the company and Marina Shafir is wrestling on their own brand, right? So yeah, why wouldn't you you naturally say, hey, this person's wrestling on her own brand, check it out, as opposed to, hey, this outsider is coming in. Like, right. And it's not like Tony Khan just stuck his hand in a hat with a bunch of names. Like we we watch Dynamite every week. We watch Rampage. There's he's got an idea, right? So even if three weeks out, so two weeks ago, if we had seen a, a Shafir promo and then she had a squash match on Rampage and then we got another video package last week and then another video package Friday night, and a video package tonight, there there would have been some build up to it. It was just like, here's a, a, a package about Marina Shafir who thinks she's part of this weird MMA horsewomen with Rhonda and Jasmine Duke and Shayna Baszler. Um, but nobody fucking knows because we're just going to play this vignette at 830. So, I mean, they fucking dropped the ball, but I'm not I'm not mad about it. I I like the vignette. I just wish we got a build up to it. There was more because it was kind of just like here and gone. And then an hour later, they're like, oh, so this lady whose vignette I saw at the beginning of the show that made no fucking sense of being here is now going to get a match. I guess like Mark Sterling being like, eh, I like Ryan watches more of dark and dark elevation and, and seems like he has his fingers on the pulse of what possibly is going to happen with 31. And maybe that's where they bring in the Ember Moon or uh, um, Tegan Knox or Atricia Dora or somebody else. But at least we know it's not. Look, we've seen the thing is start. Mark Sterling is picking the low hanging fruit. He picks the girls that he knows Jade is going to beat. Right. That's like part of the thing. Like when he announces like. No disrespect to Sky Blue who's going to get beat by by. I almost said Camille with by Jamie Hayter next week. Like, you know, right. You know, so uh, I'm not. I, I get the frustration, but at the same time, if Marina Shafir goes out and has a great showing, you know, that's another name you could throw in the, the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament. And to Ant's point earlier, 
even if she comes up on the losing end in the tournament, maybe she has a nice showing and maybe you have another good hand in your women's division that needs help. And, you know, we'll get to it. They got a little help, but a little more isn't going to hurt. So take a fucking shot. You're not you're not going to know until you give it a, a roll of the dice. I do reserve the right that if 31 ends up being like, again, I'll Anna J again or take Conte again to be annoyed. I do reserve the right to come back because I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that this whole thing seems to be setting up that she gets 30. She starts to have her big celebration and then someone's thing plays up on the screen. Like that's a, it's very stereotypical. This is very stereotypical wrestling, but I want that. Like that's a good wrestling story that like you've picked your first, however many opponents. Now it's my turn to do it. And if it's, there's been so many names, Mia Yim by Gordon poster in there. If it's any one of those, it can't be Willow because she's wrestled dark there and lost like she doesn't have the trisha door would be great i think i know trish door actually lost on dark too but she hasn't been as used as much as willow and she's had i think more titles elsewhere but if it's a mia yim or tegan Knox or athena if they have her coming at 31 i'm all for it if it's a repeat of someone she already beat i'm not for it the only one who may get around that for me is either statlander or the only two or ruby because they're to me i view them as that next level that could actually win the belt be a great way to introduce Maria Canellas too. If she says, "You've picked your opponents all this time, I'm Maria Canellas from Ring of Honor, and I'm picking your opponent this time." That would be that, awesome. I mean, I've I've said <clears throat> since Canellas went out, and Kyle K. Sparks did the same thing in the chat. He's saying, you know, they need Maria Canellas. I've said the same thing, Kyle K. Sparks, from the day that she put up her thing that she was done with Ring of Honor. I said they're foolish if they don't bring in. Maria Canellis, because she was, you know, I sound like a broken record now. She was, you know, instrumental oh, in that <laughs> women's division in Ring of Honor uh, being rebuilt. Uh, and when and, we were at Ring of Honor, you said, who boy, does she look good? Because mm-hmm. Maria Canellis looked good. I mean, she we saw her good. walk through that goddamn uh, lobby. And I think I stopped really? breathing for a minute. But I did the same thing with Willow. So, oh yeah, my I God, did yeah, the same she's... thing that night when you slept. That's true. I stopped breathing a lot. That's why I wear those CPAP. That might be resolved soon. Tossing and turning, motherfucker. Anyway, uh, moving on from uh, this, we get to the American Dragon Brian Danielson versus Wheeler Utah. Uh, yeah, I forgot now... I did banner. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so cutting, to, let's cut to the end of this match real quick. Uh, there's a lot. Maybe we could pick apart here. Um, uh, Danielson wins by submission with the LaBelle lock. Uh, but during this match, um, Wheeler, even though Wheeler took the loss here again, uh, looked really, really strong. He was doing some things in this match that, you know, heelish guys do sort of like Danielson. He had Danielson in the reverse figure four and he's bridging and crossing his arms, flexing, you know, stuff like Danielson does the stuff he was doing in the beginning when uh, Danielson had him by the hands and he was pinning him down, lifting his shoulders up, then bridging out, then Danielson climbing on top of him and giving, you know, hitting him with knees and still staying in a bridge. I mean, Wheeler looked great to me in this match. Another match tonight to me where the guy, and this is, 
you know, greener talent, not a veteran talent, uh, but he's not green, right? Um, younger talent looking really strong, taking a loss tonight because the guy he's in the ring with is of a different level and he could stay with him stride for stride. I mean, fantastic, fantastic showing for Wheeler. Matt, I want to throw it to you first because I think before you had brought up some of the things that Regal uh, was talking about uh, in commentary. So I want to throw to you first um, so that nobody can steal your thunder. Oh, I thank you for looking out for me, buddy. I appreciate that. That's why you, this is your ship and I'm just riding shotgun, buddy. Uh, Lord Stephen Regal. William. Steve was uh, out there for commentary and I thought he did a great job. I like how he referred to Excalibur as the masked man. Every week. Fantastic. Uh, and I liked how when they said he's one of the best and William Regal is quick to correct him and say he is the best. Uh, I thought he really he added a lot on commentary by not doing a lot. Uh, and I think that's very important, especially in the storytelling that they're telling here. Uh, and he puts over, you know, he sees the fire in Wheeler, Utah that he saw in Brian Danielson. So that's why he He's a big fan. I love the the match itself was awesome. They told a great story. I loved Wheeler Utah spitting in his face. Uh, I loved him uh, kind of uh, using a false sense of security for Danielson, thinking he's going to get on cattle mutilation and reversing that. I thought that was fucking brilliant. The, the fucking elbow strikes. Great story. Great match. Great finish. I don't think we're done. Uh, and commentary did a great job too, not just Regal, but the commentary putting over. He does not want to be a best friend; he wants to be the best wrestler. So I feel like, um, I feel like it's all lining up. Uh, I think they put over Wheeler wrestling Josh Woods this weekend for the pure title. I think Wheeler walks out pure champion. Um, I'll tip my hand so those two fucking losers that I do the podcast with on Monday nights can steal my pick because I know I'm getting a win there, but. Uh, I think I think Wheeler walks out pure champion. I think, um, I think we get him eventually in uh, the the Foot Clan or whatever the fuck they're called. Stupid name. Blackpool um, Combat Club. Blackpool Combat Club. Also, this match, and I don't know why, uh, gave me memories of Brian Danielson against Nigel McGuinness from Ring of Honor. Which, yeah. if you have never seen find they had some some real fucking great matches and i don't know what nigel mcginnis's status is in if he still works for the wwe uk but man he would be first of all i'd love to see him wrestle again if you're not familiar with nigel mcginnis please watch some nigel mcginnis ring of honor stuff um but god i would love to see him somehow become part of this i guess cape nodderhead he's he's still in the uk doing the uk thing he is but i think there's a lot of ambiguity around what if anything that brand is going to be so i can't imagine if he wanted to go they would probably let him go and um i don't think anybody really knows what's happening there i would imagine if the opportunity to work with william regal again were to pop up he would he would probably jump at the opportunity would be my guess yeah so Um, i really enjoyed this Kate, what did you think? Um, I thought this was fantastic. I love... I like when the story is so strong that the foregone conclusion of Yuta losing 
didn't matter. Like the story here was, can he hang? And he showed that he could hang. And like you said, there's, there's differentials in the caliber of wrestler where the loss doesn't feel as harmful because you're in there with one of the best in the world. There's, it's no truer than with anyone that Brian Daniel said, right? Because he's literally the best wrestler right now in the world, probably. Um, him and Gresham, I would say, are, are basically duking it out for the best at this. So that just is the truest thing. <laughs> and I loved so much of what happens here. I say it time and time again, but Danielson having so many weapons to finish you off with when Matt said that about punk winning with the Anaconda vice, I was like, Oh, maybe he is on like a Danielson map here because punk is starting to diversify what he wins with. That would be very, very fun to see punk in the stable doing a similar thing where it's like, I can beat you with these five moves or whatever. Um, so I thought this was fantastic. This is such a great way to get Wheeler on television. You said a younger green or talent and he is, compared to Danielson, but, like, he's fantastic. Like, he's so fantastic in the ring. Um, and he feels, like, so much more of a fit here that it seems like this is a guy they would want to poach because he's really great, and he's a guy that would want to be poached. He isn't here to be a best friend, like commentary said, like Matt said. Like, it would make sense that he would want to get stolen from them, and it would make sense that they would want to pursue him. So I just appreciate that both sides of that relationship also make sense. But for me, this was match of the night. This was my favorite thing that I saw. Um, I, I just, this Danielson run is so special. Like, he's had such a special career, and I think this is my favorite thing in that special career. Like, it's pretty cool. Schlong, what'd you think? So real quick, Okay, are we putting Kenny Omega aside because of the injury? As best wrestler in the world, you, you said you said Danielson and Gresham. I was just, I don't care. I'm just curious. It was, it's a usually it's Danielson and Omega. So I was just, you're the first to put Probably, Gresham ahead of. Yeah, I think um, Kenny being out would disqualify him. But I, you know, if you wanted to throw him back uh, it was, in, it that, was I, you're I literally the first I've heard. <laughs> yeah, you're. I mean, Danielson's always tops. You're literally the first. Time I've heard someone put Gresham ahead of Omega, which I'm not arguing. Even if you wanted to do that, it's just interesting um, and good for Gresham to finally begin at that level. Match was great. I mean, I can't say anything you guys can say. I love the moments of aggression from from you to like when he uh, bridged in the 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 submission just because Danielson was pissing him off. You guys talked about how much William Regal enhanced the commentary. What he really did was enhance the story of how impressive Yuta was looking. I mean, we know Yuta looked good because we could see him. But in case anyone, sometimes, you know, and it's even I, I do this. Sometimes I don't know if what I'm seeing is impressive. Sometimes because I don't understand all the technical stuff that goes into a move or something. So when you're trying to get a story across to have someone like William Regal being like, this is very impressive. He looks great. You're like, oh, OK, I see what they're doing. Like, this is this is his this is a tryout, essentially. Like, you're hoping this is his tryout. This is this is what William Regal said he needed to do. And this is what he's doing. I don't know if he beats Josh Woods on on Friday, because, again, we're going to have this. We've had this conversation a couple of times. We don't know what ROH is going to be. If you want you to, if ROH and AEW are going to regularly interact or ROH is six months away from having TV, then yeah, she give the title to you to let them run with it for a while. If ROH is going to be its own thing and its TV is going to start pretty soon, then I suspect you is going to lose because you're going to want you to in AEW where they're building this story. So I guess it really depends on how they view it. 
I don't think obviously this wasn't their plan for you to all along because he was brought in before Danielson before all this. But man, it it has been it really fell into their laps because this has been a great story of his time with the best friends where he was kind of just joking and hanging along and having fun to to realizing to go to the level he wants to go at. He has to be something completely different. It's just been a really good story development for him, and it kind of fell into their laps. You know, here's a thought because <clears throat> I <clears throat> wasn't even thinking ahead to Friday night to uh-huh. Matt's point. Matt thinks Wheeler Yuta is going to win that pure title. Wheeler Yuta wins that pure title. Is that his claim that he's good enough to be in the Blackpool Combat Club and they they let him in based on that pure win? Man, that that I have to think if you win that pure title, that would be the the, the thing you can say. Like that would be the moment he shows up on Dynamite the you know next Wednesday with a pure title around his waist. And Lord William Regal comes out and uh, says, like, slaps him really hard and then goes, you're in. You know, that that would be the moment because that would be the thing. Um, very, you're, you raised a really interesting point. Again, I I just wish I knew what ROH was doing because it would, it would determine how I fantasy booked things in my head. <laughs> Well, it's it could be a way he gets in. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on Ring of Honor Friday night. But moving on from this, we get our undisputed elite championship celebration. They're coming in with their stolen title belts. My favorite part of that is the tape over the nameplates with their own names written on it. I thought that was fantastic touch. And uh, they say you can't. uh, Adam uh, Cole says that uh, Jurassic Express and Adam Page aren't there tonight, but people are saying they stole the belts but you can't steal something that belongs to you and the celebration isn't for them it's for all of us and all of AEW and it's a new era a new crew to run the show they're the three best wrestlers on the planet Kyle O'Reilly says that haters have been saying they're not ranked highly enough to challenge for the titles but they're wicked and the rankings don't matter and then he has to sit down because he's had too much champagne backstage. But Bobby Fish says he'll put their resume up against anyone in the industry. And you're looking at the three baddest dudes in the company, uh, bar none. And that's when Hangman Adam Page shows up in his Longhorn Tesla. And he gets out and the beatdown is on. Backup comes from Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. We do get a moment where it looks like we're going to hit the buckshot lariat on Adam Cole. But it doesn't happen. Uh, and the titles are taken back by their rightful owners, and the champions stand tall in the ring with their belts. Did we like this segment? Did we not like this segment? Were we indifferent? I see a lot of faces just staring. Kate, what did you think? I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great, but it was it was serviceable enough. I think you know, building to something like Battle of the Belts doesn't have to have the same gusto as pay per view. I feel like. Um, but this is all logical and good. Um, I don't have any complaints about it. I just didn't feel like there was anything necessarily like super outstanding about it either. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Stolen titles were celebrating. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, they're, it's they're very like typical, typical wrestling heel stuff, right? Like, yeah. Matthew, yes. Uh, it was it was it was what it was. It was fucking goofy. Yeah. 
You know, it's just you're going to get, you know, Adam Cole on TV with the Red Dragon and you're going to get your world champion, your tag champs on TV. And, you know, maybe they throw some curveball where it's, you know, three on three winning team takes all all the belts are on the line. I don't fucking know. I just I don't know. I thought this was goofy and, uh, you know. Time the five forward. balloons. The five balloons in the box was also a nice touch. The party yeah, you know, Kyle O'Reilly can't get his words out of his mouth. Whatever. It, He's it, drunk. Onward. <laughs> Shlong, what did you think? I laughed, so I had a good time with it. I liked the balloons that there were five. Like you said, if there had been more, it wouldn't have been as funny. If there had been less, it wouldn't have been as funny. Four or five is just really funny because it's just enough to be like, what the fuck was that? Um, Kyle O'Reilly's a rough promo. I thought his stuff was funny, like having champagne and all, but he just let Bobby Fish talk for him. Um but it is, this served its point. You know, they're the bad guys. They're doing things a little different. No one has stolen titles yet in AEW. They're really the first ones to steal a title like that. So doing something a little different. They're not like I'm not talking like, oh, NWO, NWO outside, but just outside. Like guys all just came in. They think that it's their time. And, and you have someone like Paige who has been here since the beginning and got himself the champ. And same with Jurassic Express. Like there is a story there. So I'm fine with it. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. And there were a couple parts that really made me laugh. Well, we'll see how they play this out. We do have to lead to battle the belts. So we've got to set up some belt stories. Um, Shivani interviews Thunder Rosa after this. We're not going to go through the whole thing, but basically she says she's the best in the world. She's going to be the foundation of this uh, division. And she basically calls out Nyla Rose um i did like the line where she said uh i will talk to you but do you have to have something like uh do you have to have vicky here to translate for you to, to dumb it down so that was a nice dig uh so we're basically setting up nyla rose and thunder rosa if anybody would like to say something you certainly can um uh, i did not understand uh any of thunder rosa's promo towards the end and i hate to say this because i love thunder rosa but like the last bit of it, I'm pretty sure she repeated herself twice, and both times it made no sense to me. I think her brain was going a little quicker than her mouth. Slow sure. down, slow down, Thunder. Yeah. You know what? Down. Great point, Asian Joe. After last week, you think Thunder Rosa wouldn't have her back to the tunnel? It's very true. Great point. Shlong, did you have something you want to add? Yeah, this would have been a lot better last week. Yep, I agree. This is the promo I wanted from her last week, and I'll have a comment on the promo next too. But this is this was I, I agree. She went too fast. Um, I'm willing to forgive that. She was excited. It was her first actual promo as champion, so I'm willing to be like, hey, that's a big deal to her. Um, so I'm willing to forgive that that mistake. I but this would have been a lot better last week. Well, we moved to an FTR promo, and they say that the uh, ass boys. Uh, say they take things too seriously. Maybe they do, but they're making history with those AAA titles, and they're going to win the Ring of Honor titles Friday, and they're going to get the AEW titles back. Dax loves pro wrestling too much to ever take second place, so he's issuing the challenge to the Young Bucks for another match to determine the greatest tag team of all time. Top guys out. So I think this came up before. Matt, I think you were you wanted to talk about this or mentioned something in this promo maybe not i could have been misremembering stuff but any issues with this promo 
No. Okay. Schlong, anything to add, uh, Kate? No. Good right. enough. Yeah. I thought it was just the one thing I have to say. I thought it was weird that they were like, uh, we're not taking second place. So uh, I thought they were going to issue a challenge for those titles again, but they were like, hey, Young Bucks, you want to just have another match? I thought that was sort of a weird way to lead into it, but it is what it is. I'll take Young Bucks and uh, FTR any day of the week. So, guys, we're going into the first uh, qualifying match for the women's side of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. And we find out that the mystery opponent is Tony Storm. She has finally arrived after all of the uh, speculation, and it is official. She did get the treatment. She is all elite. So this isn't a one shot. She's here to stay. Um, I don't know, Kate, how you got from location back home so quickly, but um, I do know. feel like I look more like her than I look like Penelope Ford. <laughs> yeah, I feel like me and Tony yeah. Storm are a little bit more simpatico in that. <laughs> well, this was the debut for Tony Storm. Cutting to the end of this match, Tony Storm does win by pinfall with the strong zero qualifying for the Owen Hart foundation women's tournament uh pretty uh good first showing for tony storm people were really amped on this which is good you want people to be excited about the big signing coming in um kate i want to throw it to you again because you we we have been so critical of the division and you've been known to rant uh tony storm you know i'm sure you like that um what are your thoughts on what she'll bring to the division? And also, did you like this first match out of her? So I liked, I'm very excited that she's there. And I really, I, I thought she looked great, especially for this being her first match in two months or whatever. Um, she left WWE on such weird terms. She was in a like very odd uh, feud with Flair and then just left MSG and didn't come back. And WWE granted her release for some reason. So... We'll take it. Um, I think it's a really good shot in the arm for the division. The booking needs to also follow. Like, they can't just rely on that and take their foot off the gas with it. A couple of minor things, like, I just wish it wasn't in the death slot at this, like, weird 930 thing. If it's going to be a a big debut, you'd hope it would either, like, open or close the show. Um, But that's that's a little bit more nitpicky. I just feel like... um, I think the main event that we got justified being in the main event. So that, that definitely helped a little bit, but it's more just like, great. She's a star. Last time you gave us a star, it was Ruby and she's hasn't been on TV since February. So like we have to do better things with this. Tournaments are a great reset button, but I've hoped that was the case with two previous tournaments. So like, let's hopefully, I think, uh, you have better talent in this one and the talent that was greener is becoming a little more seasoned in the past tournaments. Um, but I'm very excited about her appearance. I thought she looked good. She's, she's such a star. She just has every piece of this that you would want. I think I'm, I'm really pumped that she's here. I just hope that, um, you know, that it, that it actually makes a difference. She would have been number two on my list. I think I, I would still prefer Athena, um, but I'm, I'm certainly no complaints. And uh, Marky Mark Kayfabe uh, said uh, in the chat, 
Tony has an interesting hairstyle, according to JR. And I also noted that because I think this was two weeks in a row that JR mentioned uh, somebody's hairstyle. So, uh, you're stealing my gimmick. What? He really is. Jim Matt Ross is stealing hair. my hair gimmick. I was going to say, much like Matt's hairstyle thing, um, you know, seems like JR's got the same thing. Matt, what do you think about uh, Tony Storm? And what what do you think she'll do for the division? I think it's a it's a great move. Uh, I think this is was the signing. Uh, I think she has a, a, a super high ceiling. Um, I don't know how the WWE WWE it, but they did. So like this is a this look. Her debut was great. The match was good. I love that she's in the tournament. Just her reaction coming out, man. It's so like. I can't imagine what it's like for these people to look. Everybody goes to the, wants that WWE dream job, you know, and then you leave. Like she just fucking like Kay said left. Like she was like, I'm not having fucking cupcake fights with Charlotte Flair. I should be wrestling her and telling the story in the ring, not fucking this garbage. And then the fear, like I just left my dream job, and then I'm gonna go to AEW. Like, and you you always second guess yourself. Just for her to come out and the fans to react like that and her genuinely like like her reaction is such a wonderful thing to see and it's and I don't think you ever get tired of seeing that with people who debut at AEW um, especially people who wear their emotions on their sleeve and they're just taken aback by the reaction even after the match she was they noted it on commentary she was super emotional I think this is a fucking great get um, for AEW and the women's division and I really I'm with Kate on this. I really hope they can like write the ship. Like give me Tony storm and Serena deep. Give me Tony storm, Tony storm and thunder Rosa. Give me Tony storm and fucking uh, Mercedes Martinez, like Britt Baker. Let's do this. Right. Give me stories with women. I am interested in and invested in and that I care about. Don't just, the fucking Nyla Rose Thunder Rose. I don't give a shit. I hope a fucking bus drives through the arena in the middle of that match and they have to cancel it. I hope, I hope Thunder Rose's favorite sports team is playing and she cancels the match like the country <laughs> singer did so he could go watch the fucking college basketball game this weekend. I don't give a flying fuck about Nyla Rose and Thunder Rosa. Take that to the bank, bitch. Ooh. <laughs> Also, I'd like to, I, I do want to note, I think we all felt really good about the last tournament they did with the women and felt like there were a lot of stories that came out to it. So I hope they can continue with this one. The problem was they just sort of felt like they took their foot off the gas, like to Kate's point. I think they came out hot. They had a lot of stories and then it just kind of fizzled out. So maybe they can get the same thing going this time around uh, and and kind of rejuvenate themselves uh, out of this tournament uh schlong your thoughts on the tony storm match and her being part of this division so i won't speak much on the match because you guys said it right she had a good it was a good match um i don't think bunny gets enough appreciation for the role she's played in this company and i think she's been doing great work as pretty much the only solid mid-card heel um I'm going to I'm going to let Nyla take the main event cuz they always give her to the champion but like the bunny is the one they use when they're wanting more of a mid-card level heel and so she's she's done a very good job of that she's been pretty important um 
Tony's obviously a star. She's only 26. So like she's got a lot of time left. Um, that was tweeted by Fight Club. So I, you know. I hope it's the, right. The, yeah. So my Kate mentioned she wishes it wasn't at the 930 hour. And I agree as a debut. What I actually really wish was that from like 915 to like 940, somewhere in that range, you wanted to watch the women's match because they gave it enough time and they it became like, you know how you always knew when the, the, um, Matt would notice and Aunt would notice Kate really wouldn't, she wasn't watching then. You would know when the cruiserweights, they would do, they always had the cruiserweights like on hour flips and stuff like that to get your attention. Like that, they want a newcomer to see this awesome wrestling. You could have women's wrestling be like, I got to tune in at 915 because I know I'm going to see a bangers women match. But the problem is what they do is they put it on at 925, do a picture in picture commercial, and it's over by 932. That's the problem. Like if you're going to set a time, then you got to give them enough time in that, that aspect to work. And now you actually have to ha start, and you need to have more than one just one match on Dynamite. Have two. You have enough talent to do two. Put Ruby in a match. Put you know Mercedes in a match. You have all this talent out there. Let them even if the matches right now don't have a lot of story. If you just keep putting matches on and start working stories into them, they will develop. You you can kind of I hate to say force the issue, but you can if you're not like if you're worried. Well, we don't know what how we're going to get to the story. Well, you're not going to get to any story if you don't have a match. So start doing stuff like start putting them out there. So it's just very yeah. annoying. I I agree, but I mean Tony's going to be a star in this company. She was a star. Listen, she she left because they were having pie fights, but she was a star in WWE. She was going against Charlotte. Charlotte's the biggest person over there. So she left the Verona court. It wasn't because they didn't have anything for her. She is at that level. She, in a lot of ways, is kind of like not a game changer, but she's a big deal to this division. Like you're now talking someone who. If they put her in the title picture tomorrow, it would make sense. So I'm very interested to see where they go. But the real key is going to be, and we keep saying it, how they book going from here on out. And I think the way you do that is by giving them enough time in their matches and having more than one match in a night. And I think you do those two things, and you'll have a successful women's division that people love. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm at the very least glad that they put another women's match on Friday nights. Right. Like you could they could easily be like, it's an hour. We we can't do a women's match within an hour show. So I'm at the very least glad about that to the point of where it was booked on this card in the time. I personally didn't necessarily have a problem with it because I was interested in seeing who it was. So I was sticking around regardless of the time. Maybe they didn't want to put it on within the first hour because maybe they were afraid that this is the big reveal and people are going to see it and then bail. Um. So I necessarily have a problem with it. I understand what you're saying, Kate, like maybe put it on earlier in the night, really get the interest and keep people hooked. But it didn't necessarily bother me because I was there to see who it was and, and watch the show regardless. But, you know, it's picking nits. And I think that regardless, uh, Tony Storm has a lot of room to grow in AEW and a lot of places they could go. A lot of interesting um a lot of interesting matchups they could throw her into. And hopefully this tournament will, you know, show us what some of those storylines are. So we'll keep our fingers crossed moving forward. They seem to be booking this sort of, you know, week to week, you know, seeing the matchups. As Matt said, they did say we have uh, Jamie Hayter and uh, Sky Blue coming up, uh, I think, Friday night. Um Maybe next Wednesday, I can't remember. But, you know, we'll see how they book this tournament. 
but uh, it looks good so far. Um, we do get a, a quick promo uh, backstage. Thunder Rosa basically accepts the challenge. Uh, my biggest uh, problem with this is she's like, um, she said uh, she'll be Thunder Rosa's genie and grant her her wish to jack her up. Abracadabra, bitch. I didn't know that genie said abracadabra, but it is what it is. They do. Do they? The genie says abracadabra? I thought those magicians. Yeah, me too. I think genies could say it too. Well, either way. Abracadabra, bitch. My biggest problem? Well, I had two problems with this. One, Vicky's mic just didn't work for her part of it, which actually wasn't a bad thing, but... Three problems. Two, it proves that Nyla 100% doesn't need Vicky at this point. She does her own promos perfectly well. Three, if you had started this pro- these promos two months ago, she didn't she didn't have to specify Thunder Rosa. She could have been like, whoever's champ, I'm coming for you. Then this would make so much more sense and we'd have a story because you would have seen her coming for months. Instead, you just pulled it out of nowhere again. It's like you had months to set this up. She could have been having matches. She won, and she could have been said, whoever is the champ, I'm coming for you. I refuse to be overlooked. It really would have been a simple storytelling over a couple months, and you would have got there. And instead, kind of like what Punks did tonight with Hangman and Colt, basically saying, like, whoever's there, I'm coming. Like, it, it that's what's frustrating is it, you could have had the same story, but had it actually work had you just um, even a month ago just a few weeks of lead time of her being like, yeah, no, it's my time again. Cause she has as much as she's lost her, her big matches. She is a former champion. She was there from day one. Like she has some stuff. She could say like, you have to respect me, but they just, they, they, and I'm, you know, for Kate's uh, not to steal Kate's uh, thunder on what she says, just from lack of caring, like, they seem to be doing an ass backwards. They give Thunder Rosa the promo she should have had on her first night after the next week. They don't build, they give Nyla the promo she should have been having weeks before after. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. All this stuff could have been so simple and made so much sense. And I'm not saying you would have liked the feud between Nyla and Rosa, but you couldn't have hated it. Like, you would have had to understand where they're coming from. Instead, they just pulled it out of nowhere. Well, we are clearly getting this match between Thunder Rosa and uh, Nyla Rose, so we'll see. We also got a video package of Jeff Hardy's balcony dive and uh, the promise that we are going to get the Butcher and the Blade um, versus the Hardys. Um, And once we get back from the final commercial break, we're into our main event it's time for the dynamite main event it's andrade el idolo versus darby allen starts out hot with some action outside the ring andrade throws the tourney tornillo uh to take allen out during his entrance and then you know there's some action outside the ring which puts darby allen into a bad position because um the bell hasn't even rung yet. As we go through this match, uh, cutting to the end, Andrade El Idolo does win by pinfall with a hammerlock DDT. It should be noted that um, during the match, um, Jose comes down, Sting cuts him off. The Butcher and the Blade run in. Darby takes them out with a crossbody, but that's what distracts him as he's getting back into the ring for Andrade to get the win. So no shenanigans where anybody uh actually causes Darby the match. Darby's distracted and causes himself the match, which I thought was kind of a nice touch. No schmozzy win. Darby kind of did it to himself. 
So Andrade gets the win in post-match. The Andrade family office hits the ring to beat up Sting. Uh, Private Party uh, joins uh, in the fun. And then that's when uh, the Hardy Boys come to the ring to make the save. They hit the twist of fate and a swanton bomb on Mark Quinn. Uh, Do the monkey. uh, And then that's the show, folks. Um that is it. So, Matt, what do you think of the main event? I thought it was a pretty awesome match. Oh boy! Um, awesome in the sense of the action. I thought was was great. Yes, no, it was. Here's the thing, right? It was a, it was a great great match. A lot of fun. A lot of action. But every Darby Allen match is the same. It's literally the same. He's fighting from under. It's like his TNT title run. This match reminded me of his TNT title run. Thankfully, he lost. Um, the match was a banger, but I just, it's the same. He's always fighting from underneath. He's always, there's always going to be a bigger opponent. Um, it wasn't bad. I just kind of was like, he's great at taking sick bumps. I'm just, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. Uh, but I was feel bro. Those first couple riffs of that Hardy Boy entrance song is fucking awesome. Bow, 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 bow. Fucking pump me up, man. That's right. Uh, the the stuff you know with with him getting just you know being his own distraction and costing himself the match and all the uh, shenanigans outside. I get it. I understand it. It's great to see the Hardys, um, and I'm sure this is gonna lead to something. The five one five match, Sting Darby, the Hardys. It was a good match. I just I'm not really feeling the Darbs, Darby Avant Garde. He bumped. He bumped like hell. For oh, he's a bump. He's fucking unbelievable, Un- <clears throat> unbelievable. But I f- again, this is what I see when I watch a Darby Allen match. Sure. It's the same. It's like a Finn Balor match. It's the of same course. shit every year. In my opinion. No. I don't disagree. The one thing that did get me to cringe though was I don't remember if it was a back body drop or something that Andrade threw on Darby and he landed on his knees. Oh my goodness. I was like, I'd be dead. That would be the end of my working legs. Um, Schlong, what'd you think? I thought it was a really good match. Um, like you guys are talking about, he bumps like hell. Matt's not wrong at all about the way Darby's matches are. They all do feel kind of the same. At some point in time, I don't know when, it feels like he changed his style because I feel like early on, his violence, like he would take these bumps, but he was always delivering a level of violence that justified these bumps. Like he would make a dive and yeah, it would hurt him, but he'd ruin your leg or something so that like you're now hurt so so that you're kind of on equal playing fields. Like he's hurt you enough to make things even. It, it just recently has felt more like, oh, just bump, 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 bump. It's like, hurt your guy. Do something. Bring some level of violence where they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to throw him around, but you're you're going to hurt yourself doing it. And then that would make it more interesting to me. Um, we clearly are setting up for that major match between the you know Andrade office and I don't know what you call that mix of group, but that group. I like that Andrade won because I think he needed to win more um, like you said, it was pretty interesting that it wasn't, I mean, there was stuff going on outside, but Darby could have ignored it and he refused to. So like, it was pretty, he got in his own way. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do with Andrade next after this giant clusterfuck of a feud and the Hardy's coming out cracks me up. And I think it was, uh, 
Kyle in no, it was Mark Quill in the in the chat saying he laughed at the Hardys. Hold on, so I don't misquote it. He laughed at the Hardys waiting until after the match and he'll want to intervene. Like, yeah, like Sting's getting his ass kicked. <laughs> and that's why Darby had to jump out of the ring. The Hardys could have come out at any point during that and helped out. Yeah. But they waited to the very end. I mean, I know it's wrestling, so like you laugh, but it just kind of is funny when you really think about like that's just insane. Yeah, I mean, you know, you should help when help is needed, you know, earlier rather than later. Uh, but a fun dynamite tonight. The show, as Matt said, seemed to flow pretty well. Uh, and uh, we are certainly setting up uh, for a couple future shows. Uh, we obviously have to get to uh, Double or Nothing in May, but we also have um, uh, Battle of the Belts coming up uh, in May, or I'm sorry, in April. I keep thinking it's April. Uh, coming up in April, and uh, maybe uh, we do another, uh, maybe I can get Mrs. Money to do a bonus show on a Saturday night after oh, yeah. uh, we watch the show so stay tuned we'll let you know about that gentlemen a couple uh pieces of news and notes not not a lot here um i think the only kind of big rumored news uh of the week was uh that uh there's some heat between tk and uh mjf apparently it stemmed from um uh, an interview that MJF did with Ariel Hawani. Um, and uh, it wasn't so much the content of the interview, but the fact that the PR team didn't know about it and uh, discussions between the two apparently left them both frustrated. Uh, and also MJF is not uh, reportedly happy about his contract status. So it should be interesting to see what happens with MJF. I mean, obviously, if they let him walk, uh, that is not yeah. good. I like, mean, he does still have two go. years. 2024 is his actual year. I will say there was a follow-up on that where they had a second conversation that apparently went much better, and they are considered to be friends. I think MJF just viewed – listen, MJF signed the contract when he was – viewed as the future but he wasn't at the level he's at now so clearly he might think he's underpaid um at the same point his contract's still for two years i get tony Khan being like that's why we sign you to this like we try to take advantage of you in the years that you paid low so that when i got to resign you for a lot of money you know you're you're, um we're paying you know it makes up for it but i'm sure they'll settle that the the interview thing we always have known that you you could just tell by the way AEW interviews come out that they're very particular about that their PR has to be involved. I get that to a point. I think it's a little overboard for a company that relies heavily on a certain wrestling fan base that you're so protective, but whatever. Um, hopefully they sort this shit out. Yeah, I know there's a lot of time left on his deal, but uh, you definitely don't want somebody feeling sh- frustrated over their deal. But it, it, listen, to me, it's just like any other sports contract, right? How many times has this happened with baseball players? You know somebody signed cheap, but their deal's coming up, and they're due a lot of money, right? You got to pay them to keep them. That's how it works, yeah. you know? That's, that's business in any fashion. So hopefully uh, th- that all gets settled, but... Uh, just another little piece of news. Um, also, um, um, 
Sorry. I was reading a note somebody else sent me. Um, I think Fight Club said that um, uh, part of the frustration, by the way, was the fact that uh, MJF uh, was frustrated in his contract because people who have signed after him are earning way more money than he does. Again, I mean, you know, to the yeah, point. Like- You're signed young. You know, you have now kind of pushed your ceiling, right? So I think you're making the case for future earnings, but we can't change it midway. So Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe if you're T, I don't know how, maybe you take, you renegotiate, but force him to take a slight bit of a discount, but he gets a big bump now. Maybe you get a couple more years out of that slightly lower tier. I don't know. Like, I, I'm just going to make up numbers here, so don't anyone quote me as saying he's getting paid this. But if you're getting paid $2 million, if, you, if he's worth $2 million, maybe say, I'll pay you only a million and a half, but we'll start now and we'll go to 2026 or something. So you kind of build right. in your extension. He gets his money now, but he did have to take a little bit of a cut of him, what he'd make in 2024. Sure. And I think Kate called uh, attention to it before or alluded to the fact that Marco Stunt uh, is gone. Uh, but yes, uh, Matt, you Matt can won. rejoice. Matt won this round. His contract, uh, Christopher Daniels apparently said, uh, his contract would not be renewed due to growing roster and quote budget cuts. So, uh, I, don't care they, the- I mean, te- I guess technically it's a budget cut. Like we don't have the money for you, but it just seems like a weird term when it's basically, we're just not renewing your contract. You don't even need an excuse. Well, they could be also making some other budget cuts as far as like maybe, uh, you know, when they started, they didn't have like, let's say, an in-house uh, video production division. Right. Maybe now, you know, you're cutting budgets in other ways. So you're bringing things like that in-house instead of using outhouse. Right. So- oh, no, I agree. I'm just saying, like, when you don't let when you let a contract expire, you don't have to give them any reason. Sure. So well, just, I don't could have just said. The roster's expanding. We're sorry. We just don't have space right now. Sure. Like, it seems weird to say budget cuts. And the reason I say it seems weird to say budget cuts is because the entire conversation today online was the use of the term budget cuts because that's what WWE says when they legitimately cut someone. Right. And my opinion will be and has been and will always be it's very fucking different to cut someone years before their contract's supposed to end rather than letting someone's contract expire at its pre-agreed upon time and they've known for months that it's going to expire. The only thing I haven't liked and is that you hear they went quiet for a while, and that's kind of shitty. You shouldn't go quiet on a guy. But he's known this is coming up, so like he's had time to plan. Right. But that's it, folks. Unless anybody else has anything else going on they want to discuss, we're done. So, hey, Matt. Yo. What are you doing when you're not here on Wednesday nights? A little bit of this, a little Ooh. bit of that. <laughs> Gonna give it a ho! Oh, hey! <laughs> uh, Monday nights, the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Um, every Monday night, 7 o'clock ish, 6.50, 6.55. I don't know. Works till we can't figure out a time. It's a weird time. And then half the people leave at 8 o'clock to watch fucking Raw like a bunch of fucking cheap. I think Cody Rhodes is going to show up. Enjoy your fucking Bobby Lashley almost feud, you fucking adults. Um, 
we do lots of wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Uh, we have guests. I have guests scheduled all through April. We're going to have a banner April to follow up the sick ass March that we just had. So uh, this week ass we're going to have uh, Sean Donovan is joining us. He's a local guy, does Russell Pro, ISPW. Uh, he'll be joining us. And the big deal, Craig Steele, who just beat Fandango for the SWF world title, will be calling in. Uh, to promote a couple shows. Uh, and then the week after that, the 11th of April, uh, we have Moses from the Sons of Savagery. Uh, we just had Khan, and he was just on Dark. Uh, so we'll check in with him. The 18th, we got uh, Big F and Vin, that's 911's kid, and Lash LaRue from WCW fame. And then we'll round out the, the month of April with uh, young uh, Billy Starks. Uh, young Williams. So we got a, a jam pack lineup every Monday night. Plus Kevin's top five. Uh, I lost the, can you beat that challenge a couple weeks ago? So Kevin will be taking on uh, Kevin rogue from uh, the Duke and rogue uh, year end podcast. And he was on our down the aisle special. We did uh, a couple of Fridays ago. Uh, plus uh, down the aisle wizards rewind, all sorts of fun shenanigans happening over on the Monday night show. So check it out. Uh, at Wizards Podcast on Twitter, hit that link tree. All the the links are in there. So, uh, if you got some time, check us out. Sounds good, man. And hey, I'd like to throw out uh, if you do another one of those Friday night down the aisles, those are so much fun. I'd love to do another one. Yes, I will. It, it will happen. I just need to figure out when. Yes. Uh, Kate, when you're not here, what are you doing? Oh my god! <laughs> All this week. Too much. I was on PWI's Get the W. Uh, we were previewing an event that got canceled. So I don't know if that episode is going to be coming out. The first ever Sherry Martel Classic was supposed to take place with reality of wrestling. That is no longer happening, but we might release the episode anyway. Maybe not. Um, Tuesdays, I am losing my mind on the NXT post show with Alex Plowski, Sour Graps. On Fightful YouTube, Wednesdays, obviously here. Anytime that I can be. Thursdays, I'm taking a nap. And Fridays? Fridays, I have AEW, Rampage, and SmackDown review show. I'm also hopping on the Supercard of Honor review show. After that, on Friday, Saturday, I'm doing the NXT Stand and Deliver post show on Fightful YouTube. And nights one and two of WrestleMania, I'm on Fightful Select doing... Mania review shows, and I'm also doing a Mania Night 2 watch-along with the True Heel Heat podcast. Oh my gosh. And the Monday, I am taking all the naps, and I'm not talking at all to anyone. So, not using my voice. That's what you say now. <laughs> Until somebody calls you up, and they're like, hey, you want to do this? And you're like, yep, absolutely. Mondays, I keep reserved in case the Wizards need me out of the bullpen. I... <laughs> It's the only thing I want to do on Mondays. Thank you very much. <laughs> See, but still, that's the same thing. If somebody says, hey, you want to do this? You're like, yep, I'll do it. Yeah, but that's like a field trip. That's all fun. <laughs> Shlong, what are you doing when you're not with us? Nothing. On Mondays and Tuesdays, you can find me live tweeting Dark and Elevation from our Twitter, Mark Order Pod. Follow us there. You can also find me there during the week. Um, I do most of the, tw pretty much all the tweeting and I don't engage in asshole comments or aggression. So if you're going to talk with me, let's be nice about it because that's how I, I'll just ignore you otherwise. Um, 
So I like I but I will engage in any wrestling conversation you want to have. And I do encourage everyone to do two things. Check out the Wizards and their interviews and the down the aisle segment, which I have expressed has been awesome. Listen, man, I'm putting it over. I really enjoyed down the aisle. That's I appreciate that. That's all Tony's. That was Tony's baby. Well, I and two, what is due. Yeah, it, it's one of the more, especially for if you have any, you don't even have to know things. It's just they go down a card, a random card they picked, and just start seeing where it leads them. And it's kind of fun because it's some weird rabbit holes, but it's concentrated. And then you should, I've, I've been liking and retweeting as many of them as I can, but the PWI covers and wrestling covers Matt's been putting up. I do encourage everyone to see them because they are a piece of history that's just funny, but also just interesting. But some of them are hilarious. Like Matt showed a, an ad from 2000 that featured Triple H and some lovely ladies, and it's like it couldn't have been more of a 2000 era ad. So, Stacker 2. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stacker 2. I'm sure there's some good Ico pros maybe somewhere too. Yeah. If, uh, if my event tomorrow gets rained out, I'll be. Uh... Uh, maybe I'll throw some more up there. Man, oh time, man. time after the gym. So, Ant, are where are you? Like GoPro? Uh, I wish it was like GoPro. We had some, me and the wife tried some shitty energy drink today. That's probably not good to put in your system before you work out. No, that's what it's designed to do. It's oh, like, it's a pre workout? Yeah, it's like Celsius. It was not know. good. It, there's no sugar, but it's like, all caffeine and some Splenda, and I felt like my fucking teeth were going to fall out of my mouth, and it didn't taste like mm-hmm. cherry lime, and my wife dumped half her dragon fruit down the drain. It was not good. <laughs> man, oh, man. Stick to the old agua. Well, when I'm not here, uh, I'm doing stuff at home because I got nothing else going on, but what I can tell you is that uh, if you do follow us on our social, make sure to hit up that link tree to request your free mark order podcast stickers again if you've uh, already gotten some stickers in the mail you know pump the brakes on asking for more stickers uh we want to make sure we're getting people stickers for the first time we do appreciate the uh the requests and we'll find another way to get you some stickers don't worry about it uh but uh if you'd like your free stickers uh just hit the link tree hit the button to request free stickers send us your name your mailing address and the country you live in and i will send them out to you free of charge you can get some of these fancy mark order podcast stickers matt wants them he's trying to grab them he can't get them he can't get them um But yeah, and then uh, make sure that you're following us on any form of social media. If you are following us, let's say on Twitter, just hit the link tree. All of our links to all of our socials are there. Uh, For everybody who watched us tonight on YouTube, hello, thank you, we love you. Uh, Kyle K. Sparks and Asian Joe, Marky Mark K. Fabe. You know, uh, so many people. I can't even remember all of them. Uh, in the chat we do appreciate you chatting along we love reading your comments and the fact that you guys we could see you're talking to each other which is awesome um so uh we thank you for watching us live if you're listening to us in podcast form we also appreciate your support uh please if you're not watching us um if you are not watching us uh on youtube give it a shot you could see the crazy backgrounds ryan has wearing his hat on his uh, headphones, Matt uh, playing with the cat, uh, and Buster running out with his uh, red rocket. You know, all the fun stuff. So check us out 
follow us or subscribe on YouTube. We appreciate everything you guys do for us. So with that, that's it for tonight. We will see you next week on the Mark Order podcast. The schlong and good night. Matt, send us home. Goodbye and good night. This concludes the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.